Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. This is the Game Engine Start podcast for the 15th of December 2020. My name's Callum. My name's Ewan. And I'm incredibly gassy today, it seems like, so I'm going <laughs> yeah. my... to be muting my mic a lot. I think I'm just going to have the mute button. On. Hold on, let me get my notebook out so I can make sure I time codes that I need to cut out of this goddamn recording. I'm not going to burp into the mic. Like, you know I don't know why I'm you know what? so we all, gassy. But... We all have those those accidents that I've had to cut out before, so it's fine. I'll just... I'll. Have you been hearing me fart for like four years or however long we've been No, no, no. It's just like weird coughs and like sniffs into the microphone and stuff like that. Ah, okay, you just yeah, have yeah. to like blot that stuff out. Um, but yeah, nobody wants to hear that shit. That's... Yes. So I get a feeling this is going to be an interesting one. Because there's basically oh. one game, right? Um, well, there's like st- there's other stuff that you have to talk about, right? Yeah, like, we should probably... There's some very small stuff that I can talk about, but... There's... Yeah, so, okay, well, we'll start with your small stuff, and then I'll get into it, then we'll just ramp up. Like... Um, so the, the only thing that I can really talk about that isn't the, the, the thing that we're going to talk about um, is the de- the Destiny 2 raid, the Deepstone Crypt. Um, oh, yeah, you did it, Because right? we haven't, haven't actually talked about it on the show yet, because we delayed a week, and... Mm. Yeah, so I've now done it a bunch of times um it's really good like it's a super good raid the mechanics are fun and different and it it's the it, it, it's not like it's not like garden where everything leads into a super hard fight and it's not like crown of sorrow where it's like constant communication at all times there are like very distinct roles that people have to do but you still have to coordinate with each other within right. those roles um really good raid the loot's really good the guns are awesome um, they're already like redefining metas and stuff like that, so that's that's always good. They have like unique perks that are on no other guns in the game, so it's there are there are things you can do that make it so that those guns kind of take precedent, not precedence, but like become very good. Sure. Um, Story is really awesome. Uh, the like twist that happens halfway through the raid is really cool. So like, um, and- when you're talking about delivering story via those raids, like, is mm-hmm. it just like? Is it stuff in world? Is it like just radio communications that's happening? Is it actually showing you rather than telling you? Like- so that there, there, is, there are there's a lot of radio communications. There's a lot of um, the Clovis Bray AI talking to you. There's one particular sequence where the Clovis Bray AI just basically has a big monologue. Um, okay, it's, a, it's an awesome sequence. Like it's a sequence I'll talk about at the end of the year because it's right. actually really that good. Um, and other than that, there is a lot of. Um, the, the, it shows you stuff that are twists that are surprises that are like oh okay. my god I didn't see that coming um, oh, interesting. but it's not like it's not like um, it's, it's not, it's not like grand work. <laughs> yeah they're not cutscenes in the middle of the raid or anything like that okay. it is still like um, there's it's got really cool styling it's awesome um, yeah overall it's just a really cool raid it does it is the way that the raid is styled it is also it has the ability to be... There are people working on it now and trying to finish the whole raid with two people. Um, sure. People have, people have beat it with three already. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're now trying to limit it to two to see if two people can do it. It takes really interesting mechanical challenges to try and do that, but it is interesting to watch people do it. But it Cause is, you, cause um, you can guarantee that all of these are built for six, right? Yeah, so raids are supposed to be six people. Yeah. Um, but this raid has some particular quirks in it that mean that you can ignore some parts of it and only do it with a limited number of people it's interesting um it doesn't feel feel like it it doesn't feel like you're glitching it to do that it's like you are doing the no you're not doing you're not you're not doing you're not glitching it you're just sort of 
there are points at which so the, the, the raid gets broken up mechanically into like there are these roles that people have to do. Mm-hmm. There are like three roles that you end up having to do towards the end of the raid. But like there are parts at which some of the roles can be ignored uh... or or sort of done really quickly and then put away. So okay. it's not so it's literally just a case of you have to be that coordinated and that kind of on it to be able to do it. Gotcha. Um but yeah, it's it's interesting to see. Um it's been it's been fun. It's a really cool raid. Uh I really enjoy doing it. Uh nice. it's also not like super long and it's not terribly difficult either. So it is like it's a nice sort of thing to be able to jump in for like an hour and a half, get cool. the gear and get it done. Cool. Um there were people really angry about it, saying it was too easy, but they're crazy people. Right. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. There's a, there was a whole big argument in the community about it. Like the, it just doesn't make any sense. But yeah, that's, okay. that was that was kind of it. Um, just wanted to say I've done it. It's cool. People should do the the raid if they can. It's fun. That's it. Cool. Um, so I can talk a bit about Haven, which is the other game I've been playing over the past couple of weeks, um, which is the new game from Game Bakers, who are who did Fury, which is like mm-hmm. one of my favorite games. Um, mm-hmm. It is a very different thing. It is a very very different thing, and it's actually kind of weird to try and describe, like using a list of genres, because it doesn't really. It, it kind of grabs a bunch of them and does a lot of them at the same time. So, like, it's kind of visual novel-y. It's kind of, like, narrative adventure It's got, like, weird, like, jet set radio uh, movement mechanics. It's got a whole bunch of what? stuff in it that's very cool. So, okay. Jet set radio movement mechanics. So, I mean, like, yeah, so... Okay, so story-wise, it's a very simple premise, and also I can't say a lot of it, because like 90% of that game is it revealing the story to you as it goes, yeah. and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it, um, why that's cool. But, um, so, Kate and you are... Um, Me? Uh, yes, you. Me. Let's not do this, like, carry on down the Kyber level joke. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> it turns on first the joke. It is that joke. It's I know, just that. I know. Um, Kate and you, or you and Kay, whatever, um, they are, uh, they start the game, um, on this islet, which is a word I didn't know, but it's like a small island, islet, um, I'd never heard that word before, they start on this small islet, and it basically rolls out the story of, they have if, there's a limit to how much I can say, because like I say, most of the game is you discovering the story, but it's basically like, they've obviously escaped from somewhere, and are hiding out, um, from something, and they are it's very clear that they've escaped without or or have left under they weren't happy with where they were and their station and particularly about their relationship that their relationship was frowned upon in wherever it was they came from and that's about all i can say because one of the things the game does really well is all of that game is about telling the story and these two characters who have obviously been immersed in this world for years like the way the dialogue is written, it is very good at explaining to you the different concepts, and there are a lot of them, explaining the different concepts without it sounding like they're going, oh, the blah, blah, you mean the blah, 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 like that yeah, yeah. kind of expl- ex- like the, the, the lore dump sort of explanation. Yeah, they yeah. don't lore dump, they very, they, they, they feed this stuff out to you in a way that seems natural, and... Um, means you learn the world very quickly. And it means because they're stretching it out over over the whole thing, over the, the 
they're not just doing it in like bursts. It, basically, the entire game is learning the story. They can do it in mm-hmm. bits and pieces that make a lot of sense. Um, so there's the story part of it. There's the the movement mechanics, which are basically you have both characters have anti grav boots, and they basically just float around these islands. Um, sure. The the whole is island, that what you mean by giant radio? Kind of, but also they're on, they're on skates. <laughs> kind of, but the, also all of the islands are emitting this this energy called flow which is visualized as like threads in the world that you can use to move about so like there's Mm. no jump like you can't grind on rails you grind on rails to get up higher and to get to different areas and like some of the threads need unlocked and all of this kind of stuff and you get upgrades to do various things and so all that movement mechanics but the and it's also got a world map which is like all of these islets are connected together by flow bridges that need stuff maybe to to activate them or get shortcuts back or all this kind of stuff. And it's got this kind of like very grid-like system of how all the islands mm-hmm. are connected together. It's got a really good... Um, the map's actually really good because the map is done in character. So like as you explore the islets, each of them gets notes written by both of the characters and then responding to each other on the notes on the islets. So like... Right, very quick, okay. very quickly, the story becomes: you need to repair your ship, so you need to explore these islets for bits to repair your ship. And if you come across a bit that's like, "Hey, there's a new generator here," they'll write it in the thing that says, "Hey, we need to come back and get this," and all this kind of stuff. And they'll refer to like, like the first island you get to. There's a note that's going, "Oh, cool! I found out how to write in the map." map. And then somebody saying, "Please stop writing in the map," like that kind of stuff. It's it's all sure. really, really good. Um, so there's all of that stuff. Um, there's a lot of like, um. And then, again, trying to not get into story, but the islets are covered with this kind of... There's also, like, bits of um, Super Mario Sunshine in this, but only, like, the good bit. Oh, God. But, like, okay. the good bit where, like, the islets are covered with this thing that they, they call rust, which is kind of like this kind of red, liquidy stuff that has crystallized bits in it. And as the energy that your boots emit as you're floating over dispels the rust... So you're basically cleaning up these islets by running through the crystalline structures and cleaning out the islets as well, and then you right. use the rust to do crafting back at the back at the. Jeez, back okay, the this is involved for it. There's is a it, lot. What's the what's the mechanic of the game like? Other than the moving around, is there like combat or is there like so, other things to do? So yeah, do? there's all, there's also other than exploring the story, which is obviously part of it. There's but. also combat as well. The combat's it's weird. I've kind of gone backwards and forwards in the combat. The combat's. So the combat is very simple. You basically have. Do you remember? Um, it's got the one one stick mapped per character system. Oh, where right from like brothers. Kind of yeah. So when you're in combat, it's kind of pseudo real time, pseudo turn based, but it's like but set up very much like a JRPG. Like it's here, here's your line, here's their line, and you've got ta- and you've got four attacks. You've got impulse, which is like a physical attack. Burst, which is like an energy attack, like a ranged energy attack. Yeah. Uh, and you've got uh, a shield. And so, like, shield back to down. So, individually, your char- for each character, if you hold down shield, they will charge up the shield, then you release the stick to activate the shield, while the other character is charging their blast, and then you let go and the blast happens. Mm-hmm. And initially, it seems very, like, almost brokenly, like, simple. Where it's like you can just do a bunch of impacts and it works, but very quickly you start to get enemies that are like, okay, 
you need to impact them, which will stun them, and then you can hit them with blast at the same time, uh, very quickly after that while they're stunned, but the stun's not very long, so you can't just like do an impact and then do a blast because it takes too long to charge, and then they're out of that state. So you need to time the releases between the two characters. Um... Right, okay, which is sure. pretty good, and then also the the shield stuff. Shield will shield both characters, but will obviously it's basically like you using your HP for them if they get hit, and the shield also only takes one hit, and then you need to recharge it again. So that a lot of it is like about timing and reading. Basically, it's kind of it's very kind of JRPG ish, where it's about reading what the enemies are are doing and like what their animations are going to be about how yeah. they're going to attack and who has a shield up and when you have a shield up. Um, and the creatures that you're fighting are all creatures that are native to this world, but have been infected by the rust. So rather than like killing them, once you knock them out, you do like a pa- it's called pacify, which basically like uses your energy to dispel the rust off them and return them back cleans to the rust. Yes, cleans, cleans the, the rust off them. Um, so yeah, so and so and the combat has got over the last couple hours, it's got a lot more interesting and actually a lot more difficult. Because you have to kind of figure out exactly who's vulnerable to what and what order you need to get stuff in, while also dealing with ads and all this kind of stuff. It's 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 actually pretty cool. It started off as like the weakest part of the game, but it's actually slowly coming into its own, which is pretty cool. Um, sure. But kind of a lot of it is exploring this network of islands and learning the story of what they're of why they're there and what they're doing, and then it very very quickly becomes like some very pressing issues come up immediately. Um, but in terms of actually the, like the writing and the voice acting is really, really good. Like there are very, two very, very endearing characters. So um, I know that this is, this has come up uh, not just in talking to you, but in other stuff that I've been reading about this game and in all honesty, how horny are these characters? Like this, this is a, so cause you've, t- you've, you've talked about it to me a bit saying these characters are pretty horny. Yes. And then I've read about it on the internet and listened to other people talk about it and they're like, yeah, they're like, it, it, it comes up like a lot. Yeah. Is that? So, yeah, okay. The, the general mood of the game I described, I was trying to think about how to describe it and it kind of feels like, do you remember the first time you like go away on holiday with a significant other and it's mm. like, you're in a totally new place and like, you don't have any of the, the like, the, the, um, uh, home comforts, home well, not even home comforts. Like, um, like you don't have to worry about like bill paying and all this kind of stuff. Like you're on, like oh, okay, you're sure. very, very separate from everything, and it's like you're on your first like big kind of grown up holiday with with a significant other. other it's got that kind yeah. of feeling to it, like as a as an as an experience and how these two characters are treating it. Like obviously they've been through some shit and you find mm-hmm. out that, but it still feels very much like yo we've escaped and we're living our own lives and it's it's like we're our own thing. But like yeah like. And it's the thing I've really enjoyed about a number of games this year is that, yes, the game is very horny. They are two young 20-somethings who are on their own out in the world now who've yeah. des- who desperately love each other. Like, yeah, the game's horny, but in a way that is very... that is not... Um, it's not designed to titillate. Like, it's like... Yeah, no, they, it's, it's a very, it's a very like, human... Totally. It's like, yeah, they fuck. Like, of course they do, yeah. right? Like, this is what's yeah. happening. And it does come up, and it comes up in really funny ways like there's a lot of like really good jokes about it there's a scene um so the 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 level up mechanic also it's got like rpg mechanics in it as well there's like a level up mechanic okay but the level up mechanic is rather than it being like xp 
it's like basically like a relationship meter and every time you have like a oh, meaning, okay. and every time you have like a meaningful conversation or occasionally sometimes just like when you bone the meter goes up and once you oh, fill okay, up, so it's like a relationship it's a relationship meter. Like, and then okay. once the meter hits the top you get drunk because one of them's been brewing their own alcohol off the native apples that are there so they have this apple brew cider that and that's when you level up is you drink this apple brew cider you get, and get drunk right, yeah sure. So there's one of those scenes where, like, they say, "Oh, we should celebrate, and or we should have, we should, we should crack open the apple cider." And you have the apple cider, and it cuts to black and cuts back, and they're both like, they're both naked, lying on a on a uh, on a uh, carpet on top of the space, the, the 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 nest, the place where they're staying, and they just mm. have a conversation, right? Like, the, it's not mentioned the fact that, like, yo, we were up here naked. Like, they just talk about. The fact that like they could do this when they were home and how restrictive home was and exa- like all of this other extra detail about the- where they came from and what they would be do- doing and it's just like yeah like it just becomes part of the, I mean, that makes the relationship sense. that seems right? like the sort of thing that people would do but... totally and it's like yeah you're in this completely abandoned place like of course you'd be able to do that but like it's not done as like it's not focused on it's like it just becomes part of the the way they tell the narrative um, and like between this and between Hades and a couple of other things this year, it's been really good to see like, like this is what we talk about when we talk about games growing up, right? It's not about, yeah. and mm-hmm. as we will talk about later today, it's not just about like yo tits. It's like, yeah. no, like actually having people having realistic relationships like, and talking about yeah, like actual, actual, actual how human adult relationships work totally any both any both like sexual level and also like just on the relationship level they're being treated very much as it would yeah yeah and and definitely this game like is written is written in in a way where you're like yeah these are characters who are like desperately desperately in love with each other and it really comes across and like it it perfectly well for me anyway i mean this is a very personal thing but it very neatly walks the line between like it could very very quickly tip over into being cheesy um, sure yeah but it like it really walks that line where it's like yeah i've had that dumb conversation totally yes that makes yeah, total yeah. sense um yeah it's it's really good i'm really enjoying it it's a really good bit of narrative it definitely looks it's got it's more what should i say it's more anime looking than fury was especially even like the loading screens like they are very clearly inspired by do the um, characters not have like drawn models as well when they like talk and stuff does it not pop up like a jrpg with the it's got that visual novel like yes they have portraits that come up and all this kind of stuff but even like and then obviously the loading screens have illustrations and stuff like that, which is in there. But even in, in the game as well, like it feels like the character models and stuff, the, the designs feel a lot more. I mean, it definitely feels like it came from the Fury people, like especially some of the robot designs and building designs. You're like, oh, that's, yes, that's the, that's the Fury people for sure. But yeah. it, it feels a lot more kind of, um, I don't know, it feels a lot. It feels slightly more down that alleyway than Fury was. Like Fury felt like a design style. Like Haven feels like they've taken a lot of of influence from that kind of stuff, and I've really yeah, blown it out. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Um, it's a very very different game from Fury, but it's oh yeah, obviously a, yeah. But it's a it's it's 
it really shows the flexibility of that studio. I think that they can go from having one of the cleanest action games I've ever played to having this really awesome narrative adventure thing from with mm-hmm. with real characters that I really care about. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's Haven. So that's on, I think, everything at this point. Like all, all consoles and PC on Steam. Um... I think it's on everything. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's on everything. Um, I did have the website up. Oh, here I do have the Twitter page up. Let me just very quickly check. Uh, yes, it's also on Game Pass as well. Cool. Apparently. Um, cool. Yeah. So that's even. Um, so yeah, it's the big one. It's it's Cyberpunk Week. <laughs> yeah, it came Basically. out. My game came out. That game actually came out after a long time. Yeah. Um, I don't even People know. People were still. People were still saying that it wasn't going to come out, even though I had that on my hard drive. And I was like, no, it's there. Like, I have it. It's definitely I mean, going to come out. Don't worry. I mean, they did cancel that game three weeks before it came out. Or not cancel. They did delay that game. Oh, yeah, but they, did, they did, like, start preloads and stuff like that. Totally, like, they, yeah. I mean, it was fair, it, like, the game was setting up my hard drive. To be fair, it does sound like the game you would have got three weeks ago is the thing you preloaded without the patch, but let's... I mean, yeah, they maybe well, could have done with another delay, but that's... Yeah. So, like, but that's... God, where do you even start with this? So, we should probably do some table setting to start with. Um, sure. Where, so, a lot, and we've talked on here many times at this point, over the hundred years this game's been in development, but, like, it definitely feels like the marketing and the company have done everything they can to make me not want to play this game. Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. Where they, they've, done a, they've done a really bad job of not letting their dirty laundry get exposed they seem to just relish in the fact that a lot of the bad shit that they're doing is very obvious yeah like it was it was really nicely encapsulated i think by i think the polygon article that said like it's a real pit i think the headline actually was it's a pity that cyberpunk's edge lord marketing has worked and it's like yeah. you look at all the stuff that they've said from their social team and their marketing side of it and it's like all the bad transphobic shit and the um like when they got their um esrb rating and it's like it has graphic oh, yeah, scenes of violence one. and they're like they're like fuck yeah this is the game we're making oh, and yeah. you're like, oh. serious game for gamers so like what the fuck are you yeah. saying like, and like all of that stuff has just been really bad and then on top of that like the cdpr crunch stuff and them saying we're not crunching and then backing that and then like not telling yeah. their staff we're they're not, crunching we're- yeah, we're not crunching, we're just not going to call it crunch, and it also lasted three months or whatever it was. Yeah, or a year, was, depending on if the reporting follows it, yeah. through. Like, yeah. there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. It's like, so, and, and it did actually, it, it does impact, and I, I, I 100% understand how a lot of people just can't go near this thing. Like, I totally get it. There's a lot of really interesting discussion happening right now about um how various people are dealing with the fact that, like, what do you do with a company that's that shitty, but the content might be something that you really enjoy and how you deal with that. Yeah. And all this kind of stuff. There's actually a really, there's a really interesting article about, um, from uh, various uh, trans writers actually, who are like, I am super excited for this thing and I understand why people can't go near it. And there are a bunch of people that are also like, yeah, I can't fucking go near this thing. Like, it just seems like it's, it seems like one of those ones that's like, you just kind of have to deal with it yourself and like there's no point in trying to justify it where people are going to be angry at this thing for very valid reasons people are going to be valid uh, angry at it for not particularly valid reasons which i'll talk about later but like it just seems like one of those things which is like 
it's I've, I've never been so conflicted before I've even booted a game up before it's really really weird um, but I just want to make sure that people understand like all of that stuff we are very very much taking into account and yeah. have been very unhappy yeah, with the way this game has been publicised yeah. but part of it and I think to get into the actual game itself part of it was I was interested to see how much that actually makes it into the game right where like you can look right. at a lot of the marketing and like the like the the model of the drinks ad that caused a big f- deserved for a while ago and a lot of their statements and their kind of general attitude to this stuff like how much of that is actually in the game and what 15 16 hours in at this point like not huge amounts really not really me, no which is both a positive and a negative i think for me where so so like so cyberpunk is my shit right like this is this is my genre this is like this is my big thing like i love Mm. all of the kind of the a lot of the fiction that's kind of precursored this a lot of the things they talk about in the genre is super interesting to me like transhumanism and and augmentation and all of that kind of stuff like that i find that super fascinating and one of the reasons why i like the genre is that it starts to talk about that stuff and also like like aesthetically 100 percent my shit like i just like the the way that they do that stuff and i think for me cyberpunk so far has been for me it's been i am happy i get to play a skyrim that i enjoy the world of i sure think. yeah because like i've, I've said and oh god i keep wanting to go off on tangents but the point is that like what the the type of game that this is like this is not some world changing genre busting title no, right absolutely not like the 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 key the key point to all of this if there is like a line mm-hmm. to just say about cyberpunk is that all it is is like a good open world game yeah it's not the second coming of video games it's not revolutionary it's nope. very derivative of its peers yep it's it's just a good one of those in a cyberpunk world. That's and, I mean, and that's not a bad thing. That's no. not a derision. Like, so, for, so for me, like, I'd heard bits and pieces of this, but when I actually started playing it, I was like, oh, this is just Deus Ex. Like, this is just those last two Deus Ex games I mean, in a different so, world. But it, it's a lot it's a lot more open world than Deus Ex was. Like, Deus Ex had, like, True. four or five, like, four open world maps or whatever. Yeah. This is, like, a city that yeah, has it, it's, it's, open it's, areas. It's, is Deus Ex but done properly open world? It feels like this is what the Deus Ex team would want to do. Yeah. Like it feels like if they could, this is the type of game that they would want to make. But like in terms of like moment to moment gameplay, where it's like, are you going to talk to a bunch of people and like using your stats to either talk your way out of a situation, or if that goes up, there's some gunplay, or did you crawl through a grate, or did you hack this thing? Yeah. Like it's it's that game, right? And like once that You're an immersive sim, I believe it's an immersive sim. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And once you get that, your oh four five one game is what I've also heard. <laughs> sure, yes, your oh four five one game. Um, once you get that, like everything, every other part of it kind of starts to make a lot of sense. You're like, oh, okay, yes, it's very much that. And sure, the other part of it is yeah. like the other part of it is like in terms of the narrative stuff, like. Again, like fifty, we're only I'm only fifteen hours, sixteen hours into it. My Steam says twenty three, but I left it running for a while, um, in the background. Um, 
it's not dealing with a lot of the stuff that I come to Cyberpunk for in terms of narrative, in terms of like story. It's not actually got a lot to say about a lot of that stuff. And it was yeah, initially... So- yeah, sorry, on you go. What it is, it, you're right. It, it's not. It's not dealing with it in the same way that like a Deus Ex would, where it's like yeah. we are going to talk about transhumanism and what that means in terms yeah. of like the cyberpunk world and how it reflects back to the real world. And obviously, cyberpunk deals as a genre deals with that a lot of like not only like transhumanism, but like what happens when like capitalism runs rampant and corporations become like their own nations and how that affects people and what happens about overpopulation and all that stuff like that's that's what cyberpunk deals with this game isn't about it deals with those core tenets of cyberpunk in kind of like middling ways of Mm -hmm. like them being like oh that look how big this corporation is isn't that shit and that's kind of it um but what it does deal with in the story is a continuation of the storyline that has been brought in the tabletop game for several years now is a a direct continuation of that storyline. Yes. um, Which is interesting because that storyline is actually pretty cool, but it's only cool in terms of it's a good storyline with interesting characters. It's not, this is a good storyline in the cyberpunk world that tells a lot about the genres of cyberpunk. It's just a story told in the cyberpunk world about... Like Johnny Silverhand and all that, like his story basically is like part of that, um, and the continuation of that story. So yeah, if you're coming expecting like, there are little bits of it here and there. This is where the game you can see that the game is clearly influenced by The Witcher because it's the same studio, right? But it's it's drawing on the same sort of thing where the main story isn't the the main story isn't like it, it's not a reflective story of the world or anything like that. It's the story of this character of. Geralt or of Johnny Silverhand or of V or whoever you want to call it and the side stories deal more with the impact of things on the world yes. where in The Witcher the side stories we're dealing with the oh shit people don't like witchers very much or how do you exist in a world where there are monsters everywhere and all that stuff this in this game the side stories deal a lot more with like what happens when corporations screw you over? What happens when corporations have like their hand in a bunch of stuff? What happens when people can't afford the drugs that they need for their cyberware? What happens? Like, there's a whole bunch of like little stories in the world that deal more with the theming of cyberpunk. Yeah, which is interesting. A lot of those side stories are still really cool and really well written. And there's like, especially the because the, the the side stories are broken down by like what type of story it is or what type of thing it is, where it's like. There's side jobs, which is literally just side quests where you go and do a thing. Yeah. But then there are gigs, which gigs. are like proper, yeah. proper scaled side quests that do that tell stories, and those are really good. You is get. It, is it not the other way around? Like gigs are the ones that don't really have story, and then there's side. No, the side the side jobs are the ones that don't matter, and then there are gigs that are the ones that tell stories because the one the ones that when you increase your street cred stat, the thing that you unlock, you is get more gigs. gigs. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think it's like the side story ones, um, where that's where that's where you get your good cyberpunk stuff, where you get like people people telling their stories of like I came home from the war and there's all this cyberware and like yeah. how I deal with my life and it's all really interesting stuff in that. But the main story is more about this character, like Johnny Silverhand, and yeah. the story of him, and that that's where as someone who is fairly familiar with the story of cyberpunk as it got to up to twenty seven seven, like through 
the 2020 tabletop game yeah, yeah. and all the side stories and stuff like that. It's really interesting to see um, how that gets continued because it is pulling a bunch from the what happened in the tabletop games. Sure. Um, like the the obviously they like the the explosion of Arasaka Tower, which you see in the game. Mm-hmm. Big point in the tabletop game. That's a whole module in the tabletop game. That yeah, you can totally. Play. Yep. Um, there's like that stuff. There's all the stuff with Alt Cunningham. There's all the the stuff of like the, the destruction of the net and why everything runs off of subnets now. Like yeah. this is all stuff from the tabletop game that is built and built and built into 2077 where it stands now, which is it's really cool to see all that stuff realized in such a like grand scale. Totally. Um, it's, it's, I, I'm actually really impressed with how they're handling that story. It's, so it, it's, it's something it's being held by with a deft that is quite quite good obviously because they brought in the guy that wrote all that stuff but yeah i mean still Pon- mike punsmith being punsmith, associated with yeah, the game yeah. like it says a lot yeah so if somebody wanted to go and actually like pull that stuff is there an easy way to get all that stuff because so, yeah there is a there is a so i had to remind myself because I'd, I'd read all this stuff before but i needed to remind myself of all like the kind of the details um there is a guy on youtube i can't remember who it is i will link it in the post because that's right. probably the best thing there's a guy who did, uh, it's like an hour and a half video split into two parts that is like, here is the state of the world of Cyberpunk 2077 as it stands. Right. And it goes through like who Johnny Silverhand is, what he did, why he did stuff at Arasaka Tower, like all this other stuff. The, the, yeah. the important things that are like the background for 2077. Yeah. Um, it, it does a, 2077 does a good job of like at least setting up Johnny's story. Yeah, so that the the... That I was impressed by that as well, where they give you enough of the details of that stuff. Yeah. Um. Like obviously, like the it, it's not really it's it's kind of a spoiler, but it happens so early on in the game. I don't really yeah. mind saying it. Where there is a sequence where you play through the destruction, the the nuke bombing of Arasaka Tower, yeah. which is which is Johnny Silverhand's like big moment. Like that's yeah. his his defining moment in the history of the cyberpunk world is when he blew up Arasaka Tower with a nuke. Yeah. Um, and you get to play through that, and it's really cool because in the book they, it's kind of left questioning what happened to Johnny Silverhand afterwards. Like they say, he plants the nuke and then he fights Adam Smasher, but then it's kind of like he's assumed dead, and right. then that's just kind of left where it is. But the game actually shows you what happened to him, and where he it's, went, and what happened after. It's a direct, it's a direct line off that original story, yeah, which, is, which is which is good. It's a direct line, which is really cool because yeah. obviously they're they're going to do that that's exactly what they're going to do so there are a couple of characters that i've not seen yet that i'm expecting to come up yeah because they are central to that entire storyline um which is really cool because those characters i'm waiting to show up are also awesome characters sure and i really want to see what to do with them in this world in the game so like i Uh, I started to hit some of the stuff recently where they start talking about alt and i don't know who yeah. that is. I must have missed that part of the story, so I need to go back and actually figure that stuff out. I'm sure they'll, yeah, t- she, they'll talk about it. I, I assume at some point Johnny will talk about it. But yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, her, who she is and what she's done is central to the 2077 right. story. Cool. Like, very central. Okay, well, we'll find, um, I'll, I'll find that when I get there. I'll, I'll, um, I'll link you to those videos and we, we'll stick them in the, the yeah, post yeah. just so people can see it. Totally. Um, but yeah, so that's inter- the, 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 back, the background story stuff for 2077 that's that's what i can deal with and say like it's been well handled and sure. i can tell you that that's and it's interesting because like i know a lot of people are coming into this saying like oh it doesn't do with like a lot of the 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 cyberpunk as a genre stuff particularly well like it's like the stuff we talked about but i was actually thinking about this recently the 
a lot of the more mainstream's the wrong word, but a lot of the cyberpunk that people will get could get exposed to almost by accident, like your Blade Runners or your Ghost in the Shells and that kind of stuff. Yeah, the, the, the like the core tenant cyberpunk defining stuff is like not mainstream enough, but has enough of a wreck that the, yeah, like names you, that people, people would know. People, people have probably seen it and not known it's called cyberpunk. Yeah, like your Blade Runners and stuff like that. But that stuff, those stories are set or the 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 main characters in those stories are in some kind of position of power almost so like in ghost in the shell like the major is like especially a special agent right and yeah. blade runners uh deckard's a cop um even some of the other cyberpunk fiction that i've been reading like um people should look up a book called um and shall Mas- machines surrender which is an excellent cyberpunk series that i've started to get into um like the main character in that is uh uh she's also in a position of power she's like high not high up but like mid-level government like that kind of thing yeah so Mm -hmm. if that is your main character in a lot of those fictions you have some scope to start investigating like the philosophy of the world and how people are all that sure but like in this kind of game or in this kind of setting um and especially when you are because so again like i i started as the the corporal life path did you as well yeah so, yeah yeah sort of that because that's the most interesting one yeah basically that was the one i was most interested in but like the corporal path is interesting because like without getting specifics like you start from a position of power and they get knocked down very quickly to basically having nothing and yeah. like the idea that your main character is starting from nothing in this world that does not give a flying fuck about you is actually a thing that like in terms of a lot of media out there in cyberpunk that I am familiar with anyway, and I've probably met, there's probably whole genres that are about this that I just not, have not hit, but the stuff that I've experienced so far does not go from that perspective. So yeah, you don't so, see yeah. a lot of like the real, and I know a lot of people, I, I've seen a lot of reviews and stuff of this talk about the fact that like, oh, it's like, and I'm not going to deny the fact that this game is very edgelordy and I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. Oh yeah. But like yeah. the idea that like, this world is fucked and that being a very core part of that this game makes a lot of sense when you're like yeah i have zero money and i am fighting to be able to feed myself every day a lot of this world makes a lot more sense when seen from that perspective and the experience you have is a lot of that perspective um so i'm not as mad at that as it's a familiar position in other bits of the fiction where oh yeah obviously like you say there are a bunch of the cyberpunk stories are told from positions of power but there are some that are told from like the same sort of position as v is in where it's like he's a solo like he's a yeah. he is there to like survive in the world so like stuff like Shadowrun, shadow, so shadow run runs the other by, one yeah yeah shadow run is told from the perspective of like a group of runners who are just there to do jobs obviously they get caught up in things above their standing but a lot of the drive of that game is just we're just out here trying to survive like this is what we do totally um and even like they're they're both interesting perspectives especially from that world because then you see the from the other side you see the sort of like grimy aspect of it like what are people willing to do to survive in this kind of world yeah and it turns out it's a lot of fucked up shit where it is like people just straight murder each other or burn their brains on the net or like like do a whole bunch of stuff that is not the best and obviously because of the state of the world no one really cares like 
gangs and stuff like that just kill each other and the cops don't really do anything because a there's nothing they can do about it and b they don't really care yeah it's that is the state of the world that literally couldn't give a flying fuck if you live or die and that's yeah. interesting and, but, and, and i get like i get why that is off-putting to a lot of people like i get that but and, and part of the kind of internal dichotomy i've been trying i've been wrestling with while i've been playing this is like is this just a it's not even a, I mean, it's not even a different perspective, right? Like this is a well-worn, like th- there's like, you look around the streets of this place and it's like, yeah, you see bits of Blade Runner and like, yeah, yeah, like, hey, does Misty look familiar to anyone? Like they basically lifted yeah. that character straight out of Blade Runner, right? Um, yeah. And so you, you see a lot of the aesthetic stuff from that, but like, am I just numb numb's probably even the wrong word as well like am i just so used to this being a visual depiction a narrative depiction of this genre that it doesn't affect me any like i'm not what am i trying to say i I, i've seen a lot of people be angry at how dark and grimy and all of this is well not angry have said like it's unfortunate that this is just like all about the grime and like the, the sex workers and the violence and all of that kind of stuff but it's like Mm-hmm. For me, that feels like as much a part of this world as the part of the world you see in something like Ghost in the Shell, which is very much concerned with... I mean, you do get into that, some of that, but most of Ghost in the Shell's stuff is about the the political intrigue between corporations. Yeah, absolutely, right? yeah, yeah. And if you do stuff like... And Blade Runner is like... That's dealing with a sliver above that where you're like... Where you're dealing with like... That is very much more philosophical about like your replicants are a thing. How do we deal with that? And that's what that whole thing is about. And you see, like, like Deckard's not rich by any manner or means, but like he has a job no. and is relatively comfortable and can yeah. do his thing and is slightly like visually above the ground level of that world, right? Yeah. So for st- for for this to be like you have to start from basically nothing because everything's been taken from you and you have to just go the setting and world and the tone that they're taking is not it doesn't feel as um at odds with the genre as i think some people were making out to be and again this is just my interpretation of of what's coming to this but no, this feels this feels right to me yeah, it does I don't go think, i don't think it's particular, like obviously yeah the 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 game is quite grimy and deals a lot with like the darker aspects and stuff like that but yeah. i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing and no. it makes sense for what that game is like the- i don't think obviously it would be cool to see it from the other side like from the perspective of like if you do the corporal path and you stayed oh. there yeah like what would what would a game where you were actually work for ir for arasaka like what does that look like like that's totally. a cool idea yeah well for sure i'd like to see that obviously game. that's not this that's not the story that this game is telling. So I think it makes sense as to why this game is dealing a lot yeah. with that stuff. But yeah. It would feel weird also. Like, it'd be interesting to get into a little bit, but like, so for instance, in the last um, Deus Ex, um, the um, Mankind Divided, um, a game, a cyberpunk game that also had some very troubling marketing, but we'll put that to mm-hmm. one side. Um, yeah. That game was about, like that game, that whole game was essentially about uh the some of the transhumanism stuff which was explicitly like cyber, uh, uh, augmentation is a thing it's the early days of augmentation and augmentation is there because it and its relationship to the labor market like that was all of mm-hmm. that right like it was 
you can put people to ve- do very dangerous jobs, and if they get injured in the job, you can augment them and get them back to work, and f- and ignore well, yeah. the part and ignore well, was, the part it, about it, the fact that they need medication to deal with the augmentation. They're like, like yeah, all of that it was, stuff. It was that, and it was the 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 key point about like in the very early days of augmentation when it was pe- people basically getting treated like second class citizens, right? Like yes, it was, exactly. It was a racial racial divide thing as yes. well. That was the whole. Hence, hence the, the name point. divide. That's the whole yeah. point. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah. So the first game, what was it? Human Revolution, and then Mankind Divided. Yeah. Human Revolution was yeah. very much about like the the augmentation coming in, and it, that's where you bring in like the power of the corporations and all that kind of stuff. That's where all that stuff came in, yeah. and then Mankind Divided was taking that one step further, where you're like Ogs becoming a different. Uh, of becoming a, a a group that is divided from the rest of the from the rest of the humans and what that means and like the very traditional yeah. stuff of but like how many augmentations is you end up with like ship of theseus stuff which is like how much can you change before you're really human and all that kind of stuff yeah um but you can do that because good, good literary draw you'd welcome thank you That's... it's one of my favorite <laughs> literary draws there um yeah. but you can do that stuff because adam is Adam doesn't have to worry about a lot of that stuff. I mean, he does directly have to worry about some of that stuff because he has augmentations, and but is also papers over a lot of the problems that the general populace are dealing with because he is in a position of power and can get the drugs and has better augmentations and all that kind of stuff. So you yeah. can spend that game talking about some of that stuff. This game, it would feel weird considering what I've seen so far for characters to have massive philosophical discussions about what augmentations mean because every single part of the story i've seen so far up to this point has been like i everyone is going like everyone is in the most perilous position they've ever been right like your main character is in the exceptionally perilous position very quickly um, and yeah. everyone you meet has like life and death stuff associated with it like it is everyone is scraping together to survive so it would feel weird for them to suddenly profitize about what all of this means and all this kind of stuff and you get a little bit of that from johnny a little bit but even johnny's stuff is very much like personally driven and like he has his own reasons well, yeah, and all that kind of stuff johnny johnny is the i in that world is like the iconic rocker boy he is there to tell you that the corporation is shit and like basically rally people and be like these people are terrible we need to do something about yeah. it like that's his that's his whole position that yes. is uh so uh, we should we should take a break and then actually start talking about some of the game stuff as well in there um, <laughs> we'll we, we, start talking about the philosophy just yeah and, like the genre uh, we'll get i want to talk about headshots that's what i want yeah talk exactly about. i want damage numbers and dps yeah um talk so... about builds builds oh yeah actually i'm kind of interested to see how you've done this um so yeah music this week is coming from the haven soundtrack um interestingly um the whole soundtrack is i'm just gonna make sure i get the wording on this right um where are you the music is it has it, it you can basically use the music on twitch and youtube here we go this is an official tweet from december 6th from the game bakers Friends on Twitch and YouTube, the Haven OST is DMCA free, so don't hesitate to use the vibes um, on your streams and videos with artist and game credits, um, and it's available on on everywhere. So there, and it's um, Danger who's done the soundtrack for this, who's a kind of synthwave artist, synthwave EDM ish yep. artist. Um, mm-hmm. Soundtrack really good. Um, maybe some questions about its usage because, like, I'm looking at the OST for the first time as a whole. And it's like, 
Oh, there's 19 tracks in this OST. I feel like I've heard like five. And sure. I assume some of them are used in particular moments. But, um, but yeah, soundtrack's really, really good. Um, and also, even if you're not interested in the game, go look up the intro to this game, which is like a 2D animated, like it's basically an anime opening and it's really, really good and really stylish. Um, but this is the song from that opening. It's called Still Free. It's the first track on the, the, the OST. And we'll be back with some more cyberpunk just after this. still free from the haven soundtrack check the post links so you can buy that um uh yeah you can get it via steam with the game as well um but it's on basically everything and it's very good mm-hmm. um yes so let's actually talk about the game part of cyberpunk where i think yeah that, sure um what that game is so like i said it is interesting for me as a person who <laughs> There's two sides to this. As a person who really dislikes a lot of um, the normal Bethesda output, like I just I've never gelled with those games. I've never liked the yeah. way they played. Um, to have a game like this that I actually enjoy, because there's a lot of overlap between that those type of games. But for mm-hmm. me, like, like I said, for me, this feels like those Last Deus Ex games, but open world with like, what happens if you cross that with like Watch Dogs? Or, or something along the lines of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's weird how this type of game in this setting suddenly makes me interested. Like, the setting is the thing that makes... Like, if you'd put this in, like, uh, like some kind of fantasy world, like, I would not give a fuck. It really is the, the thing well, yeah, doing... yeah, it's It's well known that you're a, like, slave for visuals. Like, that's the... But it's not even a visual <laughs> thing, like... The, the stuff you can do in this game is so much more interesting than you could do in like a Skyrim, right? Where like in a, in a fantasy world, there's a limits to the, the amount of verbs you have in a game when it's fantasy is so much less than what you can when in a, in a sci-fi world with, with this kind of level of technology, right? You've just got so much more variation in the stuff you can actually do as sure. part of a game. Yeah. But like in terms of a game, like it's one of those things you have a, you have a giant um, quest list and there are, main missions and side missions and gigs and you yep there's the experience it's very, it's very reminiscent and... of watcher 3 like that is it looks almost exactly like watcher 3 really like, okay so it's taking yeah. all that that kind of stuff um but yeah like the actual game part of it i'm enjoying and i think i am <laughs> the fact that i had Convincing. to follow, yeah like the game part of it when it works and we'll talk about when it works a little bit but yeah. like the game part of it i am enjoying it because 
I kind of, by the time I actually started playing it, knew exactly what I was getting myself in for, and it's exactly the thing that I thought it was going to be, so I'm not disappointed particularly by what it is. And I think that, like, like one of the reasons I dislike the Bethesda games is I think the combat is terrible, but and I think the gunplay in this is totally acceptable for what they need to do. It's fine, yeah. Like, Like it's it's nothing special. No, and it, it, it suffers. It suffers from same bugs that are in the rest of the game, but oh yeah, it's sure, fine. Like it's but, perfectly serviceable. Yes, yeah. and as as and there's definitely room in there to do the the stuff, which is like, hey, do you want to sneak through this? Hey, do you want to hack your way through this? Oh shit, they've seen me just open up on everyone that's there. Like yeah. it's all there, um, and I think the addition of like their the kind of weapon class mechanics of like. This is a power weapon. This is a smart weapon. So like, I got my first batch yeah. of batch of smart smart weapons last night. I was like, oh, oh sure. this totally like this almost feels unfair. So like the, the oh yeah, the, where you're like firing them up in the air and they're yeah. So, so like the smart yeah. weapons are uh, are particular class of weapons where like the reticle is this giant square that basically auto locks onto various parts of an enemy if you can get a lock onto them and you can just fire yeah. shit around corners. Like I'm, I'm. I don't know what the downside to that is. Like, are they just not as powerful, or I, I don't. I, I don't actually know what the downside is to that. Like, it feels like they're. It feels I mean, like I need to look at them again. They may have like a smaller crit multiplier or something. Like, yeah, I don't maybe. Know what the... I don't know, but like, I got a smart shotgun last night, and it was like, yeah, that thing fucks dudes up. Like, it's. Kind well, of... Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I, I like the 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 main kind of the day-to-day gameplay of that thing. I like just running around in that world. I think it's mm-hmm. it's pretty good. It's pretty effective at filling in that- large chunks of that world with things that feel busy. Like, it feels like a world. It feels pretty yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it feels lived in as the... Yeah. The problem I think I have with getting around that world is that the driving sucks. So it's- I don't know what the... Yeah. I, it-, it, ha- it handles, like, absolute balls, man. Like, it's terrible. It, the... Yeah. the- you trying to turn a corner should not be that laborious. Like it is not when you turn when you turn when you drive in a car and you turn the wheel. The t- the amount you turn the wheel reflects how much the car turns. If I fucking hold the D button, the car is still just like, oh, hang on a minute, wait, I'll get around this oh. car, and it takes fucking forever to turn a corner. So, so you I have to handbrake turn around everything. So I have not had that problem because I'm playing with the controller. And there's some analog to oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And it feels fine. Like to me, it well, feels. Well, fuck that then. That's still bollocks. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, but um, I so I actually have a different problem with the controller. Oh, great. So okay. um, it, for me, like driving feels like driving in any of those games. Like it's not the best, but like I'm still I'm still handbrake turning around most corners. Mm-hmm. Like it feels good. It feels fine to me. The problem I'm having is that like, and I feel like this might be a me problem, but I. So I do a lot of non-competitive shooters with a controller. Just I've just got used to it at this point because yeah. I'm not because I'm a baby gamer. I think is the term. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's small small piss baby. I think yeah, I think term. that's what yeah. I think that's the term. Um, I cannot reduce the sensitivity of the controller enough in this game. So like, oh, okay. this game right. feels too, like the midpoint of this game. The midpoint of those sliders for sensitivity feel like it was tuned to like um, three sixty no scope Call of Duty players. Like it's yeah. so twitchy or the controller, it's unbelievable. 
and it has options like there's an advanced options section in the controller setup for like they give you more sliders I have no idea what those sliders do. I can't make them affect anything I'm doing. Sure. And the, the main problem with, especially when you're using controller with this stuff, is like for most games, when you ADS, it massively reduces the sensitivity so you can line up shots better with a with a controller. Yeah. I have that. I have the main sensitivity cracked down, cranked down to almost the end, almost the smallest value. And the ADS multiplier cranked all the way down and I'm still missing shots. Like it's it, you can't make it slow down enough while I'm ADSing to really you don't have, get um, like snap to targeting or anything like that. It doesn't those? really feel like it does really, sure. um, or if it does, like it snaps to like rather than even snapping to like chest, it seems to snap to like core. It seems to snap to like stomach oh, right, muscle. Okay. So like normally the 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 stuff you'd have to do to like move up for headshots, whatever it is, it's fix that which is kind of why i think i'm into smart weapons right now because you can just generally aim at the head and it'll probably hit okay um, there we go. but yeah so like the controller stuff just feels weird but you you get used to it like it is i think just kill zone back in the day just broke me for sensitivity reasons um with console with the controller but um yeah, yeah like i i like a lot of that stuff i have generally liked the writing and performances mm. i think v as a character mm. well okay okay let me <laughs> let me reward some of that i like v's voice actor i'm playing as a sure a, as yes. a i'm playing as um female v or female voiced v are you playing as male i assume i am playing male voiced v, so yeah. i v's v's female voice actor is pretty good or female voiced voice yeah, actor so is pretty good. Male um, he, seen... it's weird they fall they fall a couple of times into the thing of the dialogue box pops up and you pick the thing and then he says something that isn't related to the thing you picked and you're like that's not what i wanted you to say why are you such an asshole yeah but, i've seen some of that um, like tonally it seems usually okay but the words yeah generally change what you mean i think with a bit that's, of that. that, that's the only problem i've had with v in general is that yeah. sometimes happening most of the time i think V's pretty good I yes. quite like v. um i also again without getting into spoilers i vigorously did not like johnny when this game started when he appeared like he is oh, just i yeah it doesn't it originally this didn't... is this is this is where the writing in this game kind of falls apart where yeah. the the writing of johnny and the writing of a lot of the people in the world like johnny which mm. is a lot of the people yeah is really puerile like mm. it is it's very angsty teenager and like not even to the point of being like funny it is just like a lot of the time when johnny says something or like one of the more aggressive solos or something like that will say something you're like just shut the fuck up like what the fuck are you talking about like why are you saying this for me it's, it's even it's even worse for johnny actually because like the whole point of johnny like we talked about at the start is like he has been he has he has had the he has had the realization and realized like how badly the corporations have ruined this world, right? Like he has yeah. he has and has seen it firsthand and is aggressively like all of this is fucked up. The corporations have yep. ruined a lot of this. Look at the state of the like the speech I heard last night um, at the end of the again without going into details the mission out in the wastelands with yeah, the AV, yeah, yeah. right? So the end of that mission. Um, Johnny does. Johnny's. The, it's the first time Johnny's. It's the first time I've actually started to slowly 
soften on Johnny as a character because he actually has his moment where he goes like here's why I'm so angry at all of this stuff and like does sure, a monologue yeah. that's like okay sure you're actually opening up and being like okay here's why you are the way you are but then ends it with like and fuck you you dickbag and you're just like like you were almost yeah like I the, like the, I like the, the idea of the, them rolling Johnny, Johnny, Johnny and, ending everything with um, swearing or talking about his dick or yeah. like and like it, that, it's really annoying like if they'd done the rollout of Johnny from being like furious about his current situation and just being generally being a dick to slowly coming around to the, the the situation that he's found himself in and then like actually like there there's a there's a character arc that you can see there and it just feels like either either it's going to take a lot longer than i would have expected to get there or it's never going to get there and i don't well i don't so I expect I expect later on, maybe much later. I don't know how long the yeah. actual mainline story is, but there there are things that are going to happen in that story that I expect Johnny to have reactions to right. in different ways. Yeah. But just based on what I think is going to happen, right? But um, it's, it's it's the bits for me is like especially early on, like some of the writing for Johnny doesn't even make character sense almost. So like putting aside the fact that it's um that it's keanu reeves and like the cultural the cultural understanding of keanu reeves does not match to him talking about his giant cock like it just doesn't it doesn't flow yeah, that but way it, it, it's that's that's totally makes sense for johnny like that's it makes sense for johnny but like is, yeah. they they have to overcome that which is like that's the problem you have when you pull in a big name like that for your character is that there's a there's, <laughs> yeah especially around him specifically and over the past five six years there's a cultural understanding of him as a actor and as a person that you then like it feels like i I don't know like it feels sometimes like you've cast like benedict cumberbatch as like a london gangster and you're like it doesn't like he can probably do it he's a very good actor and could probably like make a good shot but like the understanding of that person as a character as a person does not match like you would not make that casting and occasionally it does feel like they got keanu reeves as because he is in a rock band and has this this specific personality but then try to write a bunch of dialogue for him that doesn't match that that's the that's the thing i was gonna say is that i don't actually like keanu's performance that much Mm -hmm. in this game i think that a lot of the he either a lot of the lines are either said where someone has said to him, you need to be impassioned in this speech, and he like fakes impassionment yeah. and sounds really it still sounds really reserved, even though he's supposed to be impassioned, or he just sounds like he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Which is So again, again this is not this I'm not I'm not slating Keanu Reeves or whatever. No, he's like that's working with what's been given. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I just don't like what has happened in this situation and again, with Keanu and the monologue Keanu. the monologue I was talking about at the end of that mission is probably the the best i'd see like there was a sliver in there of like this is what you want from this character like you want him to be like here's why i'm here's why i'm angry here's why these people have done this thing to me and all this like there was a sliver of that and then they just fucking ended it with like the same bullshit and for me like even some of the some of the the incidental parts of his dialogue like especially when when you first meet him and you first start working with him like so there's a scene there's a scene early on 
I mean, early on, it could be like much later on, depending on how you start to do the missions, I suppose. There's a scene early on when you go into like a um, kind of pseudo brothel clouds, if, if what I'm talking about, that scene. Um, and Johnny had, like, Johnny's already established that, like, He's done this done this giant blow to a corporation and is angry at them because they've ruined people's lives and they've taken mm-hmm. money at the pockets of people and have fucked them up and done all this terrible stuff. But then we'll go into a place like that that high end brothel and take the piss out of sex workers, and you're like, yeah. those two things don't merge, right? Where like in this world, a lot, and you talk to a lot of these people, and a lot of people are a lot of the people working there are in that situation because they have had everything taken away from them by the people that Johnny is angry with, but he was still there and, like, demean these people for doing what they do. And it's like, that doesn't even make logical sense unless you gloss over the whole thing with being like, he's in such a fucked up situation that he's just angry at everything and is being impulsive. Like, there's an argument there, but it doesn't play in the way that they're no, they're, yeah, they're doing absolutely. that dialogue. And that was, the, that, that was the first moment where I was like, what does... Like, has this character changed over the hundred years this game's been in development? Like, has... It feels like those lines were recorded for a different character than the one I saw at the end of that mission. Like, it feels like this... It feels like those lines were recorded at very different times when they had a better understanding of what the character is. I'm not saying that's true, and I'm not saying it excuses it. I'm saying, like, it's such a different character decision from there. And, like, even the people... Like it's very and again, maybe some of this is filled in by like backstory, but like his relationship with Rogue and again, we're mm. not going to go into like story spoilers here, so I'm not gonna explain who Rogue is, but you'll know when yeah. you play it. Um his relationship with Rogue and when you finally meet up with Rogue again um here, the way he talks about her seems very different from the sliver of history of Johnny that you see of him interacting with Rogue, right? Like, it feels like there's a history there that has been completely forgotten or, like, he got burned somehow that he doesn't then go into. And, like, unless a bunch of this comes out later, there needs to be a way of... You need to be able to communicate through your narrative that he's angry at this and is playing out, but there's a reason why he's playing out and we'll get there. Otherwise, he just seems like a dick. Like, he just seems like he doesn't give a fuck about anything, I mean, and it's just like, fuck, I mean, he is, but, like, you can't have a character where that's his defining feature, right? And again, you see slivers of this revolutionary character that they want him to be, but he's just under this, this layers of shit that is just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just ruins it, parts he, of that he, character. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's marred by the some of the writing of that character where mm. he ends up just being an asshole yeah. and that's not what you want. No. Where the 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 typical or not the typical, like the the ideal of what a rocker boy is, which is what Johnny's yes. supposed to be, is like a like hero of the masses sort of thing. He, he, where like rocker boys are the punk of he, cyberpunk, right? Like that's yeah, the they're, whole they're thing. supposed to be the guys that are that are playing like underground shows and telling people to go and like burn shit down. Like that's the whole point, which is Great, it's a cool thing to have, but um, that's not what he acts like in the game. Like, he is, yeah, he talks about how, oh, yeah, fuck Arasaka or whatever, like, burn the corporations or whatever, but he's not. Every, everything else about that character is him just being an asshole to everybody, yeah. which isn't 
which isn't what rocker boys are supposed to be. They're supposed to be the the charismatic like, leader of the people. Like they're not yeah. just supposed to call people assholes and flip them with a bird. Like that's not a and it's it's not possi- a thing. I get I get that he's not happy with the situation that he's in. Yeah, and like isn't isn't particularly thrilled with the state of the world or whatever. But that's not that's that doesn't excuse the writing that he has in this world. No, it feels really at odds with the character that they're trying to build for him. And I think it says a lot that like, a lot of the things we're talking about here is like is Johnny because Johnny is really kind of the main character of he's oh, like yes, yeah it's Johnny so, like like I said at the very beginning this this entire game is set up for the continuation of the Johnny Silverhand story like yeah. that is what this is and I think um, the, the flip side of that coin then is that V as a character is not hugely important almost which is kind of disappointing right because like cuz I was listening to uh, I was listening to to um Waypoint talk about this and about the the measuring this game up against The Witcher, and a lot of people were expecting to go into this as like, yo, it's The Witcher 3, but sci-fi. And you're like, yeah. well, not really, because The Witcher doesn't work. If you could take the character creator from Cyberpunk and put it in The Witcher, The Witcher doesn't work. Because The Witcher no. is about Geralt, right? Like that is yeah. the whole thing is about Geralt and him being a the, Witcher. The, a lot of that game a lot of that game hinges on both Geralt as a character and Geralt as a Witcher. Yes, like exactly. Like the whole story is around that. that are most important, yeah. So what Cyberpunk instead have done is made your character like a like a pseudo stand-in for you and like Johnny's the actual Johnny's the girl of this world, right? He's the one that yeah. everything revolves around and that is actually interesting, which is weird. Yeah, like, I'm not 100% against that as an idea because the amount of customization you can do to your character and like outfits and all of that kind of stuff and like the leveling up internally, like you can build your own character around that if you want. No, but totally, it's never, yeah. But it's never really referred to or important to the game, which kind of meshes with parts of the overall theme of cyberpunk is that like you are if you're at that level you are an entirely disposable part of this machine that is the world yeah like it kind of does work but if you're going into it thinking that you're going to be the next gerald yeah gerald like that's not going to work i keep calling him gerald i don't know why but like gerald um it doesn't work in the same way like you are very much playing second fiddle to johnny as a character as a fleshed out character or a yeah. fleshed out character. And you're there, you're you can you can play that character as a like a foil to Johnny where totally. anytime anytime Johnny pipes up, you can just say, Ah, oh, shut the fuck up, like you don't mm-hmm. know what you're talking about. Which is fine, which is a cool way of playing that character, but yeah, it's ultimately like your character is there to carry Johnny to scenes and yeah. have him interact with the world. Um and I actually it's not a bad like- thing, like it's it's, I actually quite. I, like, I would feel. I would feel better about it if Johnny was better written. Oh, totally. But it's not. It's so not like, the worst thing in the world. It's, I'm actually finding that V's interactions with a lot of the other players are. I'm actually kind of enjoying. Like, I'm kind of enjoying the relationship yeah. that I have between V and Takamura. I'm actually enjoying their conversations oh, quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like That's Takamura's like pretty that. great as a character, but also like, and then like having just met Pan Am, like that relationship's also pretty cool. Um, yeah. And like I love the Yeah, just like the interactions you have with other named characters in there are actually generally pretty good. Um it's yeah, Johnny does kind of it feels like Johnny's the weak point in that, which is bizarre, um, considering yeah. what they've got. But you know, you do you do with what you can. Um yeah. and also like, yeah, like to to talk about like some of the like this <sighs> 
I'm kind of in two minds about the the kind of grimness of this world, right? Because again, like we've said, it kind of it makes sense thematically and mm-hmm. based on the genre and based on the setting of that the setup for that world and what the corporations have done to that world. Does it feel exploitative in the same way as so like like to refer back to what I was saying earlier about stuff like um Hades and Haven, where like the horniness in that game makes sense and is not exploitative, it is done as part of a to tell a story and as part of these characters being these characters, and that's it's good. In this game, like everything is just horny all the time and it has zero it it communicates something about the world, but is also just so relentless that along with the violence, along with the, like, everyone is angry at everything, like, all of that stuff, it's so constant that it becomes, that becomes your zero line, right? Like, where, like, it it has to try so hard to be shocking because everything is shocking, if you see what I mean. Sure. Like, the, yeah, the, 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 the really, the really, so, like, the, the, um... What am I thinking of? There's a sequence with the. If I say deadhead, uh, deadhead moth. Do you know what the sequence yeah. I'm talking about? Right. Yeah, the so, moth, yeah. so that scene, for instance, is like, whoa, what the fuck? Like when you see it from first person, mm-hmm. let's say, like that's like, whoa, yeah. they are fucking going places with this. Holy shit! But like, also, so is like you get similar levels of violence just by shooting someone in the head, and you're just like, okay, like it's you can't. If everything is at that level, nothing is at that level. If you see, if you see yeah, what I mean, sure. and like you want to, the 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 death head thing is more slightly more impactful. I feel because it is like it's 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 not just someone like getting shot in the head or something yeah. like that. Like you know what's happening to that person. Yes. It is more. It, it, it is worse than and just getting also, shot in the head. And also, that particular scene is pretty good because the thing that happens in that scene has been described by a different character early yeah. on in the game mm-hmm. and you're like oh this is what it's like from first person and it's like oh yeah. okay i get what you're saying now but like like you walk through jig 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 street and it's just like it's all sex shops it's all yeah. like people just saying fucked up stuff and you're just like okay like i get it and i get you you just you just at some point case kind of switch off and i, I think it's actually it, it, it's a thing i've been finding a lot about this game is like it's a lot, just generally, where. So what? What am I trying to say? So like, one of the complaints I, I saw some people talking about is that the way that um, missions in this world are distributed is weird and mechanical, right? So like, every time you go to a new section of the city, like a new delineated section of the city, like four things will immediately happen. You'll get contacted by the head fixer of that area on the yeah. on the radio. You'll get a text message from that person saying, "Here's where I am." They'll also try and sell you a car immediately before you've done anything yeah. for them. And also you'll probably get called by the head of the NCPD um, mm-hmm. to do some extra gig or something like that. And this will just relentlessly happen like as soon as you cross some arbitrary border that you didn't realize was there. And you're yeah. like, this is just constant noise and stuff happening. Like that idea per- permeated through that entire world where there's just like, Everything is constantly moving. Everything is constantly colors. Everyone's constantly shouting. Everyone is like 
just stuff is happening all of the time and there's so much yeah. detail in every part of the world like it's it's a real sensory overload where you do kind of feel yourself starting to just like out of necessity block that stuff out and i get why that's i get what people are saying when they say like it's just so much all of the time but for me like again that fits that world and as a player you end up doing the thing that i'm sure the people in that world do where it all just kind of resets itself to zero and you're just like yeah. well this is just like this is the background noise right and you just learn to like put it all to one side and it feels in keeping with what they're doing there so again i'm not angry at that part of it it just it it that's what that world is and especially when you see the dichotomy of like when you go from something like Jig Street to um like the hotel in that you go to in Act One. Yeah. Um, which is like super clean, it's like four colours, everything's quiet, people are having quiet drink, and it's like, there's your there's your class divide, right? There's your yeah. here's your fancy stuff, here's your here's your um street level. And like that's the thing you're paying for almost is to get away from all of that stuff. Like again, yeah. that all feels very it feels appropriate if but it is a lot like it is oh, a yeah, very yeah, a busy world and but it doesn't feel bad to me it feels appropriate to me and i'm kind of no, liking that they've gone into the detail of that kind of stuff yeah and again I like think it works there's definitely stuff that like yeah there's a shop in jj street called pp and you're like what are you even doing with that like is that like even amongst the, the a lot of the puerile stuff that's there you're like, yeah, okay, like, what you, why, like, is this just, does this feel appropriate to the world? Maybe, but like, Maybe sure, you feel like you can make an effort a little bit more. Um, and it, it, yeah, like, a lot of the designs and stuff like, like, again, like, it was the thing I was saying in the lead up to this, like, there's just so much art in this game. Like, just the volume oh, yeah. of stuff. Yeah. There's just and a like, lot of stuff, yeah. And like, everything is detailed and everything's got, like, clutter on it and... It doesn't feel like a lot of like copy paste bits of world in different places, except for when that makes narrative sense. Where like when you go into a different mega building, like from the one you yeah. live in, and you go into a different mega building, you're like, oh, this is exactly the same layout because of course it is because they've built two yeah, of these that's things, what that is, yeah. right? Um, there's a weird moment where there's a side mission where I had to go in to deliver something back to someone who's high up in a or not high up, but like in works for Corp. And the hallway to the hallway to her apartment is like the the same kind of hallways you see in a lot of these places, which is like kind of dirty and get trash in it and all this kind of stuff. And then you open the door to her apartment, and it's like really clean, modern, like Japanese inspired walls and all this kind of stuff. And it was like, in terms of like, there's an interesting thing there, right? Which is like, even if you're part of a core a corp, you're still you're still working under the same shit that everyone else has to deal with you can just paper over it better which i yeah. thought was kind of interesting to see and that like that like it felt weird originally and you're like actually no this kind of makes a lot of sense but seeing like the difference in art styles that's there between like the hallway and that and then you look at some of the the street level stuff and then you see some of the corp, the corp stuff and it's like there's a there's so much art in this game it's unbelievable yeah there's a lot of art and it all looks pretty good like it seems pretty well done um oh yeah but then think about how many people crunched to make oh, i mean art. yes like all of this is under the context of like you know these people have been working flat <laughs> to yeah to do to do this stuff and it's like 
Yeah, like if again, you have the same question that we we had when we were talking about Last of Us back when that came out. It was just like, like this thing is fucking impressive, right? Like this thing is super yeah, impressive yeah. for what it's done. Like again, maybe not in gameplay, like it is one of those games, but in terms of just like scale and scope and just sheer mo- amount of stuff, you start to go back to like, is it worth it for the 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 stuff that that's yeah, been put yeah, yeah. and you're like. I know, like, I mean, it's never worth it, right? But, like... Yeah, that's the point, is that it's never worth it. Which then kind of neatly puts us on to the next part of this thing, which is, like, this thing is kind of a buggy mess. Yeah, so, sorry, before before we go on to that, before we go on to that, I want to... The the stuff that I like in this game that I need to get out of the way before we start talking about the shit. Um, The... The mechanics of character building, I actually quite like. um, Where... It's like your it's like your normal RPG stuff where it's like a stat based system and there are perks within those stats, but it is the more you use it, the better you are at it. So you yes. can use everything, but it's just you've used stuff more than other things, so you get better at it. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. Um it's the cyberpunk stat line, which I always like because it features my favorite stat, which is cool. Cool. Which yeah. is not which is not it's it's cool in the sense of cool, where it is like, damn, that thing's like that 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 thing's cool. Like that guy is like that guy is like an interesting character or whatever, but it's more cool as about how do you handle pressure? Like if you are calm under pressure, you are cool. That mm. is your cool stat, um, which I quite like because in this game, that's how that that is dealt with, where it's like if you're getting shaken down or like uh, a fixture is trying to screw you over or whatever, it's your cool stat that makes you go like, hang on a minute, like this isn't right. Like you need to be, you're calm in this situation of going like, you're screwing me over here. Like we need to talk about this more. Yes. It's a cool stat, cool thing. Um, I, I really like as well a... how that stuff influences conversations. Where like it does feel like the one part of V that I that I feel they do do quite well is like where you prioritize your stats does affect the way your character um, talks to other characters. So like the the scene um, where you're talking to um, to Pan Am about our about our car and the work she's done in our car and the, what the plan is for that that particular part of the heist because I've got a lot because I've got a very high technical knowledge, I can throw in my own stuff and be like, oh, but what about if we do this? That'll fix that problem. And then also, like, the fact that, that we've come from the corporal uh, uh, life path, mm. I don't... It does feel like that's the point where I think a lot of the way your character builds would be different in terms of, like, feeling like a character would be very different depending on his life path because it's super useful having been part of a corp and then are no longer part of a corp, you have a bunch of extra knowledge about how they work. Yeah. It feels yeah. that feels so integral to the way that you purport yourself and the way that you're useful to these people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I have yeah. I am fascinated to know what like the nomad and the um what's the third one? Nomad, Corpo, street, street Gang, how they like what that's like. I am fascinated to know what that is like. But sorry, yes, yeah. But, like that part of the the skills so that, dialogue the, is also pretty good. That's a cool thing, which like it, it makes me it makes me go because I've been thinking about that, like that about this for a while. Of like, I don't know how much that is because that sort of thing. I don't think it's hard to say, but that sort of determination of like what your character can say in speech based on skills. It's an old RPG thing, but they're yes. not like they're not doing the thing they normally do where it's like they're showing you options and then saying you can't do this because your stats not high enough and in conversation anyway they're doing it in world but they're not doing it in conversation and i don't oh, know if that is um oh you're a hundred- elysium influence no they are 100 percent doing that 
I didn't say I've never seen it. Like I've never I've never seen like oh, a, a con- thing that is like, oh your stats not high enough to say this. In conversation I'm just thinking yeah, that I'm, yeah. t- I'm talking purely about yeah. doing it in world, obviously, like you're walking up the doors and being like, you can't open this or whatever. Like that's fine. You're it's right. Conversation you're right. I'm talking about in conversation. I've never seen. Yeah. I've never seen a conversation where I've not been able to pick something because of a check. Yeah. So I don't know if they're just hiding it or whatever. And that's the thing that Disco Elysium did. And I was like, ah, that's good. You should steal that. Totally. Like all RPGs should steal that thing. of be like, don't show checks. You can't pass. Cause that's I mean, there was, there was mods for Fallout but, 4 that did that. Right. Like, yeah, I think so. It was but I'm, I'm more talking about like how instead of it being like a modded thing, like how people oh, are totally. influencing yes. on For the sure. RPG space, which is good, um, which is what you want. Great. Um, the other thing that I really like in this the, the game is it's something that I've always liked in Cyberpunk, specifically this Cyberpunk world. But I always like how people vary it in their own worlds. Is the like the slang and the wording? Yeah, yeah. Like the the dialogue in the game is hit or miss how it's written, but the it's weird. It's weird in this game where they don't provide you with a dictionary, and you kind of have to assume based on context what all the words mean. Yep. Like if you or if you didn't have any background, like I knew what a lot of the words meant because I've heard yes. the words before. But exactly. Like if you didn't know, like if someone called you a chum, you didn't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing. Like it's yeah. something that you have to figure out in context. But I actually quite like because yeah. it is a it's you learning about the world in context as opposed to them being like. Like someone caught like someone calls you a chum and you turn to your friend and be like, What's a chum? Like yeah. that's not a that's not a thing in this world. It's just assumed that they're going to say and V just like says words on his own. Yeah. Like that's like when he, like when people are talking and they start calling things preem and stuff like that, like it's you're not V is just saying that, like you're picking the option that is like, Oh, that sounds like a good idea. And he's saying, Oh, preem, great job. Like yeah. that's something you learn in context, which is really cool. And I th- um, I, think I definitely saw some people saying they didn't like that part of it where it's like and i it feels like such a part of it feels well, like such a like part the, of the genre didn't like the slang yeah specifically and i'm oh, like you have, you have to have the slang in a cyberpunk game like that's and part I get, of the i get like it for me it's no different from like any fucking fantasy game where you're like ah the kings of blah 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 and you're just like yeah it's mm. the same shit like it's the this this world has different words and you use them and if you if you if that feels cringy to you, then hey, maybe cyberpunk isn't for you. And also, I'd go yeah. maybe read some fiction. But like, oh, it's also it's it's also specific in this cyberpunk in yes. the world of this cyberpunk, yes. especially when both of the are like the core books for that tabletop game have a glossary at the back, yes. being like, here are the words of this world. Like here is what this means. Here is the urban dictionary for cyberpunk. Yeah, if someone like if someone calls you a solo, here's what solo means. Like that's what that is. It's yeah, I, yeah, and I, I like that it is handled that way, and instead of it being like the, the fish out of water RPG thing of you turning to your friend and being like, "What ho? Tell me about this part of the world." Totally. They're just giving you this stuff, and then being like, "Yeah, you figure it out." This like, is what people. In, if some, this is what like, people, people just talk like say. this. Yeah. yeah, they just they they just talk like this, and it's treated like totally naturally, and nobody is phased by you using slang words or anything like that. Like it is. It's a totally normal thing, which I absolutely really like. And I think that explains, or I think that's that's referenced by the the one of the, the great kind of summations of this game I've seen quite a lot is that if you look at something like if you look at something like a Deus Ex or mm. um, any other kind of more modern cyberpunk that is not directly pulled from from twenty twenty um, from the tabletop twenty twenty, not the year twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
like they take the core concepts and do stuff with them based on so like twi- the 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 modern day sex games are directly pulled from like let's take where we are in 2017 whenever that second game came out um and let's extrapolate that out to the future and go from there this is very much let's take the 80s view of what 2077 will look like and run that line and ignore like that's a parallel universe to ours so like the yeah. stuff in there that is like that seems super cheesy or outdated. It's like, yeah, because this is this is the eighties vision of the future brought forward. This is not the twenty twenty vision of the future brought forward. It is that old version. Like quite literally, this is your father's cyberpunk, right? Like this is this is that this is that world taken forward, right? So yeah. if there's stuff in there that sounds cheesy or old fashioned or like cringy like that's because they are directly pulling from where that thing came from and like you can feel however you want about it but like for me that works in context like of course you've got all oh, the yeah, dumb I, I, fucking terms yeah. for all this stuff like of course you do um because that's what like yeah I, th- I think once somebody pointed out the idea that this is the line from the 80s to, to 2077 as opposed to starting from scratch from our world and going into the future um, yeah. it's a different thing and I think it makes a lot more sense when you look at it through that lens um, but yeah so so this- yeah I'd, I'd like that the last the last thing I'll say quickly is yeah. that because um, I don't want to spoil any of it but the the BD stuff mm. like the brain dancing I think is awesome it's such a cool idea and it works so well in terms of like a, both both mechanically and like an in world thing of what yes. that is is when awesome it- it's so cool when it works <laughs> it works, which is where you get on to yeah. the problems with the game, which was that uh, it's extraordinarily buggy. Yeah. Like it is. And a, and it, a bit, it, it's crazy. Yeah. Before people call me out on it, like it would be exceptionally hypocritical of me to gloss over the bugs in this as opposed to like that's a prime reason why I dislike the Bethesda stuff. Like, no, yeah. no, no, I am not discounting that. I am saying the games in this, the bugs in this game are numerous and I haven't had any, I haven't had any blocking like quest breaking bugs yet oh really i have i have like three times yeah really like like where so- I've had, like proper the, there is like there's like a there was a point at a quest where um you had to like get into the vip room of a club and oh, yeah. you could yep. do it in a couple of ways but the way that the easiest way to do it would be like to choke a guy out and steal his vip pass i did that and walked up to the door and the door didn't open and just couldn't do it couldn't interact with the door couldn't interact with anything like there was nothing there that i could do to get through this door so um taking that exact same situation yeah i have the main thing i've had in terms of like bug stuff is that i don't entirely understand why stuff has happened and part of that is game design and part of it might just be bugs but that exact same situation the bit you're talking about um to get to that vip area so i did the same thing where i was like okay there's a guy standing guard that will stop you if you don't have VIP pass to get through that door. So, and then you go, to, there's a room next to him with like straight up a crate that you can dump a body in and also a bunch of stuff you can hack to do distractions. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. So I set myself up in that room. I set the distraction up. Guy didn't move. It's like, okay, sure. Uh, I tried to hack him and there's nothing I could really do to him. I was kind of looking around and I was like, we, okay, I don't, particularly understand what's happened here and he ha- it basically moves between like being next to the door and being slightly further down the hallway and that's his entire yeah. movement path 
mm-hmm. I just waited for him to be halfway down the hall and just walked into the thing. And, like, nothing happened. He didn't call me on it. Nobody went hostile. Nobody chased me down. Like, I just walked in and it was fine. I was like, did I do something right? Did I not do something right? Did the game just break? Like, what the fuck happened? There's been... The big one for me... Um, it wasn't the game breaking, but was, like, kind of the overall level of stuff where... So, very early on in Act 2, your car gets fucked up. And there's a yeah. mission which is, like, wait for your car to be repaired. And... I then got outside and called a car and my car showed up and I was driving oh, like that the, the, the one I theoretically was thought was broken. I was like, oh, maybe the car I got oh, in okay. that got fucked up was a different car and this car is like a replacement car or something else I've got or I don't know. And I was driving this car for like 10 hours of game and then about 10 hours later, the quest completed and, and I got the call saying your car's been repaired. I'm like, what car am I in? Oh, okay. If that's the case, yeah. like what car am I talking about? And then rather than the quest being like, go and get your car. It was like quest completed because I was in the car already. I was like, oh, but that was just completely bones. Okay, sure. Yeah. So, like I said, I haven't had any quest breaking stuff, but I have had weird stuff where I don't understand what's happened. And weird stuff like there was a, there was a sequence where I had to shoot down some drones and on a on a section of road that repeated let's i'm trying I'm being very mm-hmm. so i don't talk about story stuff but you probably know the bit i'm talking about um mm-hmm. and i missed one of the drones or the drone got caught in scenery something like that and the person i was with was just screaming at me like you need to kill them you need to kill them you need to kill them it was like one of them was like stuck on a wall i had to wait for them yeah. to do their loop before i could get them again and then once they did that it was like oh you're fine and it kicked off and like that whole section like the car would move in weird ways or it would like slide across the ground or it would like yeah so i was gonna say for me other other than the game breaking ones which really pissed me off but like whatever the the bugs in this game split into two groups for me which is like man this is really fucking annoying and looks makes the game look really unpolished and then there's just really funny shit yep where like so the, the the bad ones that i can think of are like dialogue breaking and repeating itself characters just sort of walking through scenes without any sort of thing any sort of like path or anything like that they're just sort of like breaking in scenes it's weird um t-posing models uh the really annoying one that got me was uh if you if you have a gun and you like ads like go into the the sight of the gun sometimes the the hip fire reticle is still there even when you're looking down the sights yep and that reticle isn't what the aim is. It's yep. the sight on the gun. So yep. you end up aiming off the way. Yep. 100% um, did that which well. is really annoying, but it, it's really a pain in the arse. What's some of my favorites? Um, there was a mission where I was... There's some stuff where um, you can just like walk through bits of scenery. Like there are like... There are things I've done where I've gone... I've been sneaking around and I've come up against like a window or like a door or something like that where... It's like, oh, you don't have a high enough body to force the door open. But yeah. I've been able to like somehow do the like clamber animation, like you're climbing on top of stuff and go through the door. And I was like, well, that's okay, sure. I just walked through it. And then it, and it opens from the other side. So you don't have to force it open. Yep. You just clamber through it and then open the door. Yep. Um, so my favorite is mental. Been... There, are so, there are so many little things that just, ah, oh, they're so infuriating. Uh, yeah, I had yeah, uh, there was a scene where uh, I was in the passenger seat being driven somewhere 
and I reloaded a checkpoint just before because I died and reloaded a checkpoint and I was in the driver's seat like inside oh, the I know the bit you're talking about the same thing happened to me yeah, yeah. I, I know the bit you're talking about and it yeah. loaded in there was just like, you're like inside the person's model yeah it yeah. just loaded up there's just eyeballs floating in front of me I was like what the fuck's going on uh, there was that yeah um, there was a section where um, if you don't have enough body stat to get to break open a door you can smash a window next to it and climb through I smashed yeah. I smashed the window the clamber animation started and I get flung back 300 meters yep that happened to me as okay, well yeah cool. I had that as well um, what else was there there oh, was there was one I remember now um, mission where you're on motorbikes out in the desert yep. do you know uh-huh. what I'm talking about yep uh, where I was driving to a thing and the character that was with me was following me on a bike yep and then obviously I was going too fast and they caught up to me yep. but they caught up to me in about 0.5 of a second hit the back of my bike and flung my bike about 400 meters behind me oh maybe that's what um, happened to me because something similar happened to me and I didn't know what happened I thought I hit so a I, or something like that so that's what, so yeah I thought that as well so I reloaded and then went super slow and what happened was the character model basically went from being miles behind me to being like and next to me and it just dumped into my bike okay that's great so obviously if I did that at speed it flung me like 400 meters or whatever yep um yeah um it seems general it seems like generally the item attachment system is kind of broken where I've seen a lot of like yeah. floating phones and yeah, uh, I've seen I've seen like cigarettes in place like floating yep. in the air. Yeah. But there was a great scene, one of the first like one to ones you have with Johnny, where he like smokes three cigarettes during that monologue. And for me, mm. every single one of the cigarettes he finished just hung in the air where he left it. So you we stood up. There's this right. set of three Amazing. cigarettes just flat floating there. Um, so my favorite bugs are uh, when you. So I I often have like you can like summon your car. Yep, and I've like summoned it. And I don't know where it is, so I like either summon a different car or summon it again, and then it appears on the map. And I go to it, and they've like summoned on top of each other. Yep. And like the car is like floating in the air, and there's a bike under it. And then I get on the bike, and everything physics is into place and flies off to each other. Yeah. Um, that's a good um, one. I like that one a lot. The sometimes it's a thing. I mean, it's not exclusive to this game, but you know, sometimes you'll get um, games where the physics system won't kick in until you interact with something in the general area. And then all the physics yeah. stuff kind of like settles. Your your um your Unreal Engine bug is what yes. I like to call that. Um, yeah. I've seen some of that where like I have there's a particular moment where um I was sneaking around an area and I dragged the body back to um a small room, choked him out, dropped him, but dropped him on like a set of crates that were on the left or the right hand side of where I dropped him. And then because I dropped him on something that should theoretically trigger physics, all the physics in the room triggered at once yep. and all the crates yeah. just flew across the room at one go um that was pretty funny yeah i um, i've noticed that i've noticed that um cd project red don't understand the physics of how cardboard boxes work yeah because totally. like yep if you touch a cardboard box at just the right angle it behaves as if you've just like picked it up and shaken it a bunch yep. and it just like flies across a room for no reason you'll occasionally um, walk through a bunch of rooms and just like glass bottles will break where obviously like yeah. the physics settled and it'll just all break yeah. Um, so yeah needless to say this game's horrifically buggy it's pretty Um, buggy which appears to be like I mean you've played a lot more of these games than I have like in terms of like comparing this to like a launch Fallout 4 like is this about so someone this is a good point someone asked me on my like second day of playing it someone messaged me and was like hey what's Cyberpunk like and I was like yeah it's got like it's a cool world and there's some good writing and stuff but man the game's like buggy as fuck and they're like so it's an open world game 
it's, it's an open world game with like cool writing and characters and gameplay, but it's horribly buggy. And I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, so it's a Bethesda game. And I was yeah. like, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Okay. Like CD, CD Projekt Red have basically just made a Bethesda game. It's the same. It's it's weirder because this game looks so much better than the Bethesda yes. games that it's sort of like polishing over it. Yeah. But if you dig down into it, I would say they're probably about the same like level. Yeah, because again, like a bunch of my problem with with some of the Bethesda stuff is that everyone that I know that is like big into Skyrim and Fallout and stuff like that like always talks about like oh it's the it's the interaction with the characters and it's the stories between the characters. And a big problem with a lot of those games is that like the visual aspect of those games do not pair for me with the narrative storytelling where like everyone you walk up to does the same like three mannequin poses and like all your yeah. conversations are like zoomed in where it's just people's faces and they don't emote and all this kind of stuff like that part of the game in this seems a lot better where everyone has pretty good animations and even the, some of the side stuff i've seen like everyone kind of emotes yeah. better yeah, yeah. and just it gen- they generally look like human beings as opposed to like sure um, yeah their, their their animation cycles and their faces and stuff like that look way better than Bethesda yeah. games. I like when they're when they're not you... when they're not t posing and skating across the floor. Yes. Yeah, when they're, <laughs> when they're not breaking physics or breaking themselves. Yeah, like that's uh-huh. the. But yeah, when you drill down to it and you remove all the polish and the fact that it was a game made in 2020 and not 2014. Yeah, they're about the same level of buggy. Like sure. it is the same the same level of Bethesda holy shitness yeah. that. I saw that my favorite video, one of my favorite videos that came out about this game was a guy who determined that the, or found out that the, um, your character speed is not limited. And okay. you can, if, so if you run down a surface at an angle and do like a specific, like if you sprint and then do a specific set of jumps, the physics engine starts flying you off the angled surface and you move faster than cars. Oh, so wow. he's just like, so he's like bounding off of surfaces and then running across the highway and like doing like bunny hops to keep his momentum. It's nice. brilliant. I'll see if I can find it because I yeah, saw I it on Twitter. It. But it, it was great. I put, uh, yeah, it was a great video. But it's, it's like clearly like this is the same level of shit that people did in like Skyrim yeah. where they were like, look at all these cheeses that I've got rolling down this hill. Like it's that sort of level. Totally. Um, um, but yeah. a, a lot of the stuff, again, like for me, a lot of the stuff I've seen has been visual stuff. Like nothing has game broken me yet. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff I've I've finished quests that I don't understand how I finished or like um, stuff has happened in the world I don't particularly understand. But like <laughs> nothing's broken a quest for me where I'm like, I need to reload a save or anything like that. It's just all been kind of visual stuff for me. Um, and I imagine if there's game breaking stuff in there that could help. I mean, they put out a hotfix yesterday or the Saturday before you're hearing this where like yeah. already a bunch of the patch notes were like, one was to fix the the brain dance stuff, and the other one was like, "Here's a bunch of quest fixes we did," and it was like, "Okay, like, yeah, like this is how these games go." Um, well, yeah, I, I, I'm at least I'm at least happy that they're willing to do that. Like, also, I mean, they have to. to, right? Like, I'd, yeah. I, to be honest, like, I'd be kind of happy if that entire team just went home and like came back and oh yeah, weeks go get some fucking sleep. Like, was, yeah. like, like I understand, but yeah, to fix the brain dance stuff, like, sure, but like you'll go take some time off like it's needed at this point and also like yeah. to be fair um not to be fair it's still all shitty but the um the brain dance stuff get fixed uh on I, I don't know if you've seen the fixed version but like yeah i can see the yes i've seen the fix um mm-hmm. and also the i can't remember if this was public or like this was an email that got leaked from the company but they've changed their bonus structure where it's not about oh. it's not about 
oh god i wish i could remember exactly what it was but they changed the bonus structure to basically where it's not tied necessarily to reviews or metacritic it's just like a general thing based because it was like that was a lot of the worry was like if it's based on metacritic that's getting destroyed for all the, the state it was in review and all that kind of stuff like yeah, yeah. that stuff appears to be that appear to be making some changes down that kind of that kind of area um, but yeah, like I'd kind of like that team to just go off and like take a month and just oh, sort yeah, themselves. I, I want, I want that team to go and get some sleep. Yeah, and, yeah. But like I said, like it, you've worked hard. Yes, but like I said, it would be very hypocritical of me to just dismiss all of these bugs when I do exactly that for a bunch of other games. But yeah, like they're bad, um, and it's it seems like it's the it's what people have been telling me all these years is like this is kind of the nature of this type of game is like you end up with stuff like this, like. Yeah, the 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 problem from for this and seems to be consistent now based on this um, is that it's really hard to deal with or like find all the bugs in this kind of game because it's so big and there's yeah. so much that yeah you're just never gonna find any of it. Granted, the bugs that are getting fixed now are big, yep. like they are fairly like you you would figure that they would at least not have any game-breaking bugs in quests. Granted, I understand that that's hard to account for because there are, like, so many, like, checkboxes that are like, what if this person has done this before this? Or and, like, systems has working on top of each other. Of this? Yeah. yeah. So I understand that, but it is still just, like, a, a bit of a bummer that totally. these yeah. quests exactly sort of... Um, which, which, for me, is, like, you start to then ask questions about, like, what was this game like three weeks ago? Like, has this past three weeks been that day one patch? And the, the thing knows, that... Yeah. So, like, all the stuff that reviewers have been doing, where reviewers got it the Monday before it launched, I think was roughly what it was. I think they Something got a week like and a bit that, yeah. before launch was when they got it. And they, like, I saw a lot of reports of, like, this is just, like, unplayably buggy in points, or it was a lot worse than the stuff that we're seeing. Well, yeah, so they a lot of the stuff that they were talking about, they said that... um they got like a patch halfway through that was yeah. like 40 gig or something like that patch. yeah um so yeah like it, it seems like this thing came in i'm sorry if you, i'm sorry if you can hot. hear my clicking in the microphone but i'm trying to find this goddamn jumping video because it was very good um, <laughs> um but yeah and like it just feels yeah it feels like it's got some work ahead of it to really to really um smooth out but the thing i will say is it does feel like what i hoped and I, i'm sure i said this months and months ago possibly years ago when I start, we started talking about this game, which was, it definitely feels like they've got a foundation here to do a lot of really interesting stories, right? Like, so yeah, like the, I said, like... The, the, CD, CD Projekt Red are very good at DLC. Like, the Witcher yes. DLCs were great. Um, so I assume that they will be doing good things and they will work on it. So And, and like, the things sure, you're... I'm excited to see where it goes. And the thing you were saying earlier, like, I had the same thought of, like, there's got to be an expansion here where you really go corpo and you've got to really see inside when it's, like... Like something I mean, like that would be great. Like, like that yeah, feels like imagine, a natural imagine fit. Imagine a DLC where you you actually like infiltrate a corp and like exist in a corp yeah. for a good few days. Like that would be cool. That'd and be it feels like they've got the they've got the foundation to do that stuff, right? It feels like they can. Sure. Yeah. It feels that like they've got a big enough world and enough flexibility in those systems to be able to do some really interesting stories with this. Um. So yeah, generally, like, I, I, I yeah, I think that. It's a video game. Like it's not. Yep. It's not revolutionary. It's not world changing. It's a pretty good open world game that I am enjoying yes. playing right now. 
Yep. Um, I've enjoyed like like despite all this stuff, I I like playing it. Like it is a it's fun yeah. and it has interesting stuff in it. Yeah. There are just a lot of problems and the 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 discourse surrounding this game more accurately oh the reactions to people online about this game have been so bad that it, yeah. it, it's one of these situations where I'm sad that it is people in the hobby that I'm a part of act like this still to this day still will act like this like harassing people online and it's talking fucking, shit about review scores and all this like, like fucking get over it like it's not we've been having the same conversation for like 10 years at this point like yeah review uh yeah there's some oh god yeah like it just feels like we're rehashing exactly the same thing and it's like if your entire like the only reason that makes sense to me is not even makes sense not justifying it like have some semblance of logic is that like your entire worldview and personality is built around this hobby right like if that is your entire world and somebody comes yeah. along and says that the biggest thing to come out of this world is maybe not perfect like that your reaction is immediately just to tell them they're wrong and harass and threaten them like it's just it's just so fucking wild i don't it makes no sense and like even it it makes sense to these people but i don't understand i'm sure but like even on top of that like the the game informer one was the big one right when we're talking about the brain dance stuff where like they had a reviewer who reviewed the game thought it was pretty good was a fan of the game right yeah and then published a separate article which said by the way i am epileptic and the brain dance sequence gave me a seizure or gave me something yeah. close to a seizure i can't remember exactly what the details were but like basically triggered her epilepsy right and it was a psa right it was like by the way this is a thing that happens it happened to me if you're epileptic be very very careful around this specific scene and this specific mechanic that was all it was right it was separate from the review and nothing to do with the review it was like by the way this is a thing which cd project red then worked with her apparently according to the patch notes worked with her to then fix that issue and it came out in that hot fix on Saturday. Like, that was it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of stuff around there that is a problem. Like, one is that, like, how that thing made it through cert is beyond me. Like, yeah, how, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, it is mainline, it is not hidden the thing. You will have to have played that to certify that game. That's a whole, that's a question for, like, honestly, that's a question for Sony and Microsoft at this point to be like, how the fuck did you let this thing through cert when it can actually do this much damage? But then people start sending this person fucking epileptic epileptic triggering videos as on online and you're just like yeah that's just like like i don't think it's i like, don't think who, it's who the fuck does that like that and i don't actively... think it's over i don't think it's overblown to say that that's verging on assault right like that is like oh yeah i, I would say so yeah probably like to know that this is a thing and then because they said something that was true and it was actually the most like the thing that people are complaining about is that all oh, people are going into too much of the politics of all of this stuff in this game and like how dare you say it, it was, and I was like that PSA about the epilepsy was the most objective thing that that person could possibly no, have written yeah. it was you're, a factual if you're, if you're statement saying like yeah I am, I am epileptic this gave me a seizure please either put a warning or do something about it or yeah. both that's like there is no 
politics. There is no personal gain or anything behind that. It's literally just them saying, hey, you fucked up with this. You should probably fix it so yeah. that people don't have seizures while playing your video game. And that's like enough And that's enough for people to send things that could potentially cause serious harm to this person. Like, what the fuck yeah. is... I don't... It's, it's, it's unconscionable. Like that, that, yeah. It's absolutely unconscionable. It, it, I, it, it, I don't... Yeah, I don't understand people's thought process. Between that and, like, the abuse that Kaylee over at um, GameSpot yeah, is getting... Yeah, that fucking, like... A 7 out of 10 is... For the 7 out of 10, which actually maybe about right like yeah, um, like totally. my my initial thing if i had i hate giving scores to video games if i had to get it'd probably be like an eight maybe yeah. something like that but the, the fucking furor that people came out about a fucking seven the, like the game sport review like somebody pulled out the comment that i think surmised the whole thing for me which was somebody pulled out a comment that said cd project red don't make games that are sevens you should fix your review and you're like well cool you've misunderstood Clearly, the entire dude. point of a yeah. review like you've misunderstood entirely the point of view like the point of a review is not to like fucking validate your opinions of a thing like somebody played a yeah. thing and they they said it, it they felt like this about the thing and then arbitrarily had to add a number to it like that's the whole point and like cd project red don't make games that are sevens like what like what the i hate fuck? to tell you friend but clearly they do they clearly do thing, yeah. right like this is probably like this game is probably a seven that I am in, I, I am more into because of the setting. Like that's probably yeah. like if I had to write a review, that's probably where I would be. It's especially in the state, and also like especially considering what people have been describing the state of that game was when they reviewed it, and how most of them had a month, a a week and a bit to write a review about it for yeah. this game that is like forty hours long if you do the main yep. story, or one hundred and sixty if you do everything. Like. I'm shocked it actually got sevens. Like, to be honest, mm. like that game seemed fundamentally broken to get that kind of level of thing. But like, what the fuck? Like, how anyone yeah, can look at that and go like, fucking SGW bias and just be like, fuck off. Like, it's yeah. so old. The, the, and like, my favorite one. My favorite one is the the classic from Twitter that I see every time this comes up. Where posted the score for Cyberpunk next to the score for Bug Snacks. I saw that. Yep. Yeah. And they were like, fucking Bugstacks get us an eight. Are you saying that Bugstacks is a better game than Cyberpunk? It's like, no, that's not what she's saying, you fucking moron. Like, that's not the point. It's 100% oh, it's not so the great. And you, when you look at, like, I really actually appreciate, like, to go ignoring fuck what fuckwads on the internet for a second, like, I really actually appreciate yeah. what a lot of the main, st- the, the main outlets, who they assigned for these reviews, right? Where, like, the Polygon review, I'm pretty sure, was written by, um, written by a trans person, the um they got uh god who's the other outlet like they got some really good people to review this game in ways mm. that like partly t- partly because they're good reviewers and partly because they're good writers but also because like the the game has had such a tumultuous birthing that you're just like yeah you need somebody who's like in that who would be affected by the things that are talking about to review the game and a lot of them were like yeah this stuff is fucked up but the yeah. game itself's actually all right, and you see a lot of that. And um, Anna uh, Anna Valens, I think, is her name, who writes for uh, she writes for the Daily Dot, and um, who writes specifically about like sex and culture and video games. And yeah. like she was writing about it about the struggles that she was ha- she was dealing with, talking about this game as a trans person. And like she did the whole thing, where she was like, "Here's my view. Here's the view of a bunch of other people." 
we are not as a community a monolith people have different views on this thing yeah like, absolutely and yeah. i want to hear all of those people's opinions as well as people who are not not part of that community <laughs> and i wanted to hear as many people talk about this game as possible because it's an interesting yeah, you want to hear you want to hear we, we've sat and now talked about this video game for like hour and a half or like an hour and a half or something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah. like it's people if you actually like it, the, the people that care about in video games and like talking about video games as like an art medium a creative medium a storytelling medium, all these things you want diversity and voices to talk about video games because that's the only way that video games improve is if you get totally differing opinions and different views different eyes on what are video games and what this video game means and you so also it's not just like fucking the amount of people that are just like a fucking detached politics for video games and just give it a score like that's not the point that doesn't improve the medium that doesn't go anywhere and like you, that doesn't help and, anybody and you need people to talk about the fact that these things don't just spring out of thin air these things are created by people and companies yeah with it with with um attitudes and approaches and like some fucked up stuff that happens to create yeah, these things like yeah. the idea that people want to ignore that kind of stuff to me is just fucking wild like you like yeah. you look you look at a bunch of other other media right which is like i mean a lot, of, a lot to be fair a lot of other media has the same issues right where people will look at like you look at you look at jk rowling's fall from grace right and you're like oh, God. oh right but like that's a complicated thing if you poke even a little bit into it right where like she is a massive piece of shit but the work that she created is important to a lot of people who are also affected by her being a piece of shit right and you're like that's complicated right and you cannot you cannot remove the work from the people that made it right and it's very easy in something like in literature where it is like one person's name on the front of the thing to say like well this thing is obviously influenced by this person's shitty views and you can see that but then you have the larger conversation about what that means to a bunch of people and all that like all of that stuff is is necessary to talk about is interesting and how we move the medium forward all of that kind of stuff to then take this thing just because hundreds of people worked on this thing and hundreds of views are involved in this thing to then be able to go we just need to silo all of that off and just judge the game on the game. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, no, that's yeah. not how oh, any of this works. Um, and like, the creation of this is as much part of the end product as the product itself. And yep. anyone who is like, anyone at this point who is like, CD Projekt Red are the best in the business and are completely without without um, except for criticism because of the things they produce and look at the things they produce. Like, no. If you are, if you do not consider how these things were put together as well as the thing itself, I don't want to hear your opinion. Like that's kind of where we are. Like it's that kind of you can't. These things are interlinked, and I've always been interlinked, and we're only now getting to the point where we can start to talk about them as interlinked. And it's mm-hmm. so yeah. important that anyone like CD Projekt Red do not make do not make sevens is the most batshit statement I've ever so heard. Crazy. Like it's just crazy. Um, so yeah, I so I think I think to round this up, the thing I would encourage people to do, and again, like none of this, just because we are both enjoying this game, none of this is to detract yeah. from people who are like, I can't go near this thing because of everything around it. I a hundred percent understand. Yeah. To I'm be with honest, you, yeah. To be fair, like like I skipped out on, um the last of us this year 
for very yeah. similar reasons. Like one also yeah, like, because because uh, I mean also that, but like yeah. partly because all the stuff around that company is one part of it where it's just like I can't support that company, and also like the place I was in at the time when that game came out, I was like I don't need something that's this fucked up right now in my life yeah, yeah, yeah. like i can skip it that's fair. so like anyone who looks at all the stuff surrounding this game and goes i can't go near this thing i 100 percent understand like you're not missing the next revolution of video games right it's it's okay. a thing but like for me and for me personally like cyberpunk is so much a part of my interests that i need to see what this thing is i needed to see how it influenced and also like i just i like to be perfectly selfish, like I knew I was probably going to enjoy this thing unless it was completely broken, right? And I can, yeah, I can, I have to in my head deal with the idea of like all of the shitty stuff along with the actual end. Impro- like, I am wrestling with that constantly, and it's a, it's a thing to deal with. But like, I will also say, like, just as a, as a side thing, I did see this cross over slightly into the other side, which I thought was like with, with people that I think should know better. Where so with the 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 brain dance stuff specifically with the epilepsy stuff Mm -hmm. it was weird seeing this progression of thought where it was like the original game informer article went up game informer article went up saying hey this gave me a seizure a bunch of discussion then about like how did this get through cert how did anyone build this thing if this thing very accurately replicates so there's that there was that part of it then it moved on to be like this thing apparently like accurately replicates a piece of medical equipment that is designed to induce seizures. Like yeah, the, 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 there's a there's a testing bit of equipment that is essentially a bunch of LEDs on, um, like glasses that look like that that yeah. are designed for you to trigger an epileptic seizure, either either as like a test or as like a diagnostic thing. As a diagnostic as a tool, right? There's a medical yeah. bit of equipment that is like this, and it's like, how did that not come up in the research? And that's about the point where I stopped. But there was a nut. If you wanted to really go down that road, there was a discourse happening about like it would it where people were saying it would not be on it would not be outside the realms of of thought that CDPR put this in deliberately as an immersive thing, and that was the point where I checked out. I was like, "You guys are like, there's enough disgust around parts of this game where that was the first part of this discussion I'd seen that was like." people are hating on this to hate on it and like i i understand how you get there i get that bit but that is that just doesn't make logical sense from any position like there's no like why anyone would ever build something intentionally to trigger epileptic seizure like from a from a purely um capitalist point of view like why would you ever build something that could harm your customers intentionally like why would you ever do that even from like an immersive thing yeah the 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 bd uh i can't remember what it's called now the glasses whatever it is reef reef that's what it's called bd reef um it's not it's not a bit of equipment that is designed to give people a seizure it's designed to do the bd thing you could show it in a way that doesn't trigger seizures it's a fake bit of equipment that you could totally do something but but it's yeah like there's a belief that like this was unintentional i could see that there's a belief that this yeah there's a belief that there was some research done in this without fully understanding the implications. I could believe that, and it's shitty. Yep. There's a belief that this got past cert. There's a, I mean, especially with the state of the the bug state of this game, there's a conversation to be had around whether this game got a bunch of passes because it's the biggest game of the year. That's yeah, a different no conversation. Idea. But like the idea that this would be in the game deliberately just doesn't. 
Like that feels it like not yeah, it feels like weird. the discourse, the, the hatred discourse on this game had got a little bit out of hand at that point. Like a lot of it, I can like ninety nine percent of it, I a hundred percent can get on board with and understand. That was the point where I checked out of that entire discourse. I was like, nope. I'm done with that because that doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. And that's feels proper like, down the rabbit hole shit. That totally. I don't, and it was just like I, I can't get behind. <laughs> fine, okay, you go do that. Okay, fine. Um, but yeah, I would also encourage people to go and read, uh, go and immerse yourself in other cyberpunk. This is not yeah anyone anyone who's coming from the outside into this genre and thinks that this is all there is is actually like I, I think they're missing out i think it's a good jumping off point for you to go and explore some of the stuff this year oh I yeah would, sure yeah, i would go i would go do the recent two deus ex games if you're okay with this in terms of like structure and game type i would go play the the two recent deus ex games which i am in terms of gameplay only i am very much an apologist for like i liked those games quite a lot a lot more than a lot of people did again marketing put to one side which is pretty fucking bad at the time but like oh, yeah, that was real bad. those as games are i am an apologist for i very much like those games i would go and read some of the original cyberpunk the the original tabletop material just to get context of where this comes from specifically with um, people having people having a grounding in the cyberpunk 2020 story and the tabletop module stories and stuff like that will set you up really well for this game and especially because you're like i need to i need to have a conversation with you off air about because you know more of the original lore of that thing than yeah. I do, and I need to. I've got some questions I want to ask you. Um, I would go and um, again. I highly recommend. I wish I. I would love to pronounce the author's name, but I would completely one hundred percent massacre it. So I would go and um, she's a Thai writer uh, who does a lot of cyberpunk fiction that I have really liked, and again, a different view of cyberpunk. It takes a lot yeah. of the core tenets and does a different view on it. Um, if you look up a book called um, and, Shall Mach- and Shall Machines Surrender, which is very difficult to say, um, she has a new book out in that series called um, uh, Now Old Machines Hollow the Beast, also very, uh, which has just come out, which has just come out this thing, which is described like um, she herself describes the book as um, Mass Effect crossed with 40k plus oops all lesbians. And it sounds awesome. Like it's about uh like a sure. okay. Um, I mean, I'd be into that. That sounds alright. <laughs> totally. It, it's it's about um uh like a space pirate captain or like space pirate um warlord basically, like traipsing around the universe. Um, sure. Okay. So it it seems really good. Like her writing is really good at creating different views on what cyberpunk could be, and like her world in in um in. ASMS is a super cool world and does a lot of the cyberpunk stuff, but does it in a very different, from a very different perspective, and it's very very cool. Um, and like I say, I would just go like immerse yourself in a bunch of other um, cyberpunk fiction to get a more rounded view of what you can do in the genre. Like it's not just this; it's not all just fucking dildos what? neon. Actually, like there's a lot more to the, it. Than that. If you've seen, uh, oh, what was that series called? Uh, Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. Sure, that there's is... bits of that in there. There's bits of that in there that are a couple that are also really good. I um, meant to. I meant to go. The original reason that I got a Funimation account before I got distracted was to go watch Psychopaths, which I've seen a lot of people talk oh, about yeah, as, sure. like, again another vision, not go, I, I, another vision of cyberpunk that's not Ghost in the Shell. Like I, as much as I fucking love Ghost in the Shell, like I want to see more stuff done in that kind of world, and specifically Psychopaths deals with 
stuff like um like there's a whole section in there about like dealing with immigration politics and like them dealing mm-hmm. with like people from outside coming in and all like all of that stuff is also in there which apparently is very good um i think that, like video games there's like i'm trying to think of, like there's a, like observer there's like observer that was a thing valhalla is also a very good one um, invisible ink technically yeah counted if you, um, if you go out and look um a bunch of places maybe not a lot i haven't seen a lot of the mainstream stuff but a lot of um the, the smaller outlets have done like if you want to skip out in cyberpunk here's other cyberpunk you could look at or like here's some yeah. extra stuff while you're in the genre like there's a lot of really good lists out there um i can recommend valhalla as well valhalla is very good yeah Valhalla. yeah um i'm trying to think what else i've played um that would be good um instead in, in the world of uh tabletop stuff like a lot of stuff in cyberpunk in the structure of how that game structures its missions it felt very much like the, the sprawl which is the tabletop game that yeah, i'm running so the, at the minute for, for, for tabletop you've, you're looking at you can obviously play cyberpunk they've got that new edition that's yeah. out or is coming out they've got red which only has a starter box right now but the starter box is really good i dug through when that the actual core set game. comes out i'll look at it and yeah. let you know um, I'll, I'll probably shadow runs well. obviously there the latest shadow Fuck, run version shadow run. is what was the last two the Shadowrun Shadow games? Um, so there, there are three. There's Shadowrun Returns, there's Dragonfall, and there's Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Dragonfall and Hong Kong are really good. Dragonfall yeah. and Hong Kong are awesome. I needed um, to play. I, I got a little bit into Hong Kong. I need to go back and play it, actually. The, t- the tabletop the tabletop Shadowrun game used to be really almost impenetrable, but 4th Edition, which is their latest one that just came out, is really good and a lot better. The main problem that Shadowrun had was that for a game called Shadowrun, nobody actually wanted to do runs. Like nobody wanted to be a net hacker right. because if on at a tabletop, if someone went, okay, I'm going to do a net hack or a net run, everybody at the table was doing their thing, and you had to have an entirely separate game for the net runner. I am, I am literally that nobody else can interact with. That is, I am literally trying to solve that same problem with the sprawl with the campaign I'm running. So the right sprawl now. also kind of has that issue. The only yeah. the only ways that you can really resolve it are Shadowrun Fourth Ed kind of works with it, where you're trying to like weave it into combat and stuff like that, or you just basically have to RP the shit out of it yeah. and like do it as rules light as humanly possible yes. and just just be like these this is the situation what do you want to do okay roll as opposed to the let's make net hacking like combat or whatever which isn't interesting to no, anybody totally um, yeah like the way i've done it with the way i've done it with tabletop stuff is making it like very much rping it and removing a lot of the rules and also trying to bring in more than one person at once also works yeah that's also bu- a problem yeah because then they can bounce off each other and at that point, it just becomes another part of... And again, the reason why I brought up stuff like Sprawl was because the Sprawl is... Ba- like, the mission structure of the Sprawl and how you construct parts of that game is basically, like, heists. And, the, like, the gameplay is directly relevant to that, right? Where it's, like, it's the prep work for the heist, it's the execution of the heist, it's getting paid. It's yeah. that structure. Um, that works quite nicely in, in this whole world. I'd also say, um, if you are lucky enough to have a copy of Android Netrunner a lot of the lore associated with that card game is also excellent. Yeah. Cannot, oh yeah, Netrunner, Netrunner, the card game's very good, yeah. You cannot buy that game anymore because Fi- uh, Fantasy Flight just binned it, I think. Oh yeah, it's, it's discontinued, so, so they just stopped. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I feel okay saying there's a pretty good version on Tabletop Simulator that pretty accurately has a bunch of the cards in there that I don't feel too bad about telling you exists. 
um, because there's zero way to give them money for that game anymore. So go nuts. Yeah. Um, also, that game's really good, but again, it does. Yep. It 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 takes a lot of the 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 aspects of that thing and turns it into a, a very cool game with a lot of really good lore as well. Um, I'm trying to think what else is. I'm trying to think that's about it. We, we, so we should stop just talking about cool cyberpunk totally. things. I, my, my point is, like, there's a lot out there, and if this is not the thing yeah. for you, don't let this put you off the genre. There's a lot of different stuff out there. That no, you there, is a lot, there is a lot of cool stuff in cyberpunk that, like, do different aspects of the yeah. genre that you can work with. Um, cool. I think we should probably wrap that up there. Um, yeah. What's, I think that's it, right? That is the last game of the year? Yeah. I think I am... I'm going to take this opportunity probably to now just like finalize a list and maybe round some stuff yeah, off. This I'm is, I've, I've, I've played, I've played enough of that game to know, I've played enough of Cyberpunk to know where it would be in a list yeah, if I was yeah. to write a list. So yeah, I'm going to start putting, putting my list together as well. I'm just very quickly going to check what the official December listings is. There's Cyberpunk. Um, oh right, that fucking um, Medal of Honor VR game comes out. Oh yeah, I, was out I forgot as about well. that. I was, I was going to play that game because I wanted to play more VR stuff until I discovered it's yeah. you need 340 gig of hard drive space and also Correct. like a 2080 as min spec and I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Okay, no, thank you. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's basically kind of it. Um, until January when I think Hitman's the first big game oh i don't want to i don't want to think about games next no year. i know so. sure um we'll get there um in terms of what we're doing as i think basically this is the last bit of normal content that we're going to be able to put out before the start of next year yeah um, probably. we'll do our game of the year stuff i don't know what form it'll take yet since we can't actually meet up i presume we'll just do uh, it it's here. Gonna be a weird one yeah um and then it may just have to be podcasts That's it'll probably cool. have to be podcasts i think um and then yeah, we'll do something with our own personal lists as well. What yeah. what that, what form that takes, we'll see. Um, but yeah, so that's probably so. The next theoretically, the next one we should do is the 29th, but that's middle of the year, so we will not promise a podcast on that date. I, but, yeah, I would, I would maybe not promise that. Yeah, so <laughs> it may be a case of the next time you hear us, it'll be game of the year discussions. Yeah, is my guess. So we'll see. Probably, so we'll yeah. So, um, so yeah, um, we'll take this opportunity to say hopefully that you, everyone has a good Christmas, I think. Yes, and as, as good year. as you can in the current world state, but stay safe. Stay safe, don't, don't, of course. Um, yeah. But yeah, gamingindustry.com is the name of the website where you can find all our podcast videos and articles are up there. We are on youtube.com slash gamingindustry. If you subscribe there, you'll get notified when we put new videos up. Oh, and our um, Yakuza quick look, or not quick look, fuck, copyright term, fuck. Um, our Yakuza video is up um, we've got an hour and a bit of us talking about Yakuza 7 which is also very good you should go look at that and also look at uh, Teardown which is the early access game yeah. which is also pretty cool mm-hmm. that's up there um, we are on Facebook and Twitter if you subscribe there you'll get notified when we put new stuff up podcast at gamingstart.com is the email address and that's us stay safe enjoy whatever you're playing and we'll see you in the new year probably probably yeah we'll see you then bye-bye bye bye